This podcast is part of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network at www.tpsradio.net. Oh, there's never anything on this time of night. You didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's that D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Hey, this is Badass Billy Gunn. My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. Hey, it's Rotor Animal. <laughs> what a rush. Yo, monkeys, it's me, TPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you monkey, stay tuned or you will feel bang. I am the genius of the glory and renown, Lanny Poppins. What's up, all you stars and stars? This is Marianne. This is Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011 on SNS Radio Network. See ya! And I wouldn't want to be ya. world is listening. Jokes, Mr. Jokey, Joke Maker. And Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexy. This is my birthday. The showdown begins now. Look at me, Bob! I'm on top of the world! There's something about being insane! I got something you want here, don't I? Rising up to the challenge of the Showtime every minute to me. I can't help it. Sting, there are very few men in this business that I respect, and you're one of them. They call you the icon because that's who you are. You're one of the very best. Sting, you've stepped over the line now. You've taken it too far. Everybody thinks you're snapped. I'm, I'm not snapped. I just feel good. Just feel good. But in hardcore justice, 
I'm coming after you. It's strictly business, nothing personal. I got something you want here, don't I? I got that yes! Man, you guys are unruly. Get it together, would you? Come on, are we a team or not? Rising up to the challenge of the mortal. In hardcore justice, the man that's going to walk away with the world title is Kurt Angle. This belt is my lifeblood. It is everything that I need right now to right the ultimate wrong. This company belongs to Dixie Carter. It does not belong to Hogan and Bischoff. Losing is not an option for me, Kurt. I can't lose. And hardcore justice I'm going to walk out with my hand raised, and that's what's real. Rising up to the challenge of the mortal in the eye of the stare. There's something about being insane. And good evening, everybody, and welcome as the SNS Radio Network has another star-studded cast of thousands and characters, not only in studio, the satellite studio of the SNS Radio Network, but via the Skype line tonight, as usual, brought to you by uh, HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. And of course, we have a uh, our co-host via the Skype line tonight is none other than the award-winning WNL co-host himself, the Trey Dog. We have Internet Dave in the house, and I'm your host tonight, co-host, Mark the Shark DiCarlo, and we are very happy to be bringing you, as it happens, coverage of TNA's latest live pay-per-view offering, Hardcore Justice and uh, Trey Dog. What's up, brother? What's going on, Shark Man? Well, you know, I'm pumped. I'm jacked. Of course, we started off the week here on the network, at least off off this network. You and I did the uh, WNL Fantasy Football NFL Draft, and uh, I think you were a little bit surprised. By my picks, you were a little bit. <laughs> I was a little bit surprised by your picks, but uh, um, it, it's been a monumental and momentous week here on the network. We're going to get into particulars of what's transpired, what's coming up next week on the network. But uh, uh, Trey, are you pumped? Are you jacked for hardcore justice? I'm always ready for a good TNA pay per view. Uh, I'm looking forward to the show. Hopefully, hopefully. It's a good show tonight. We got an opening match for the X Division title with Alex Shelley, Brian Kendrick, and Austin Aries. And I think uh, Brian Kendrick's wearing some kind of diaper or something. I don't know what he's got on there, but we yeah, probably need to get into our like quick he, picks. It kind of looks like uh, Trey he invaded the wardrobe of uh, Sabu and uh, I Dream of Genie. But anyways. Something, yeah. It, Internet, Dave, before we get to our quick picks, of course, you've got the quick picks as well by the COO of the network, uh, 49% owner, uh, JJ Allcap Sexay. And, and by the way, I've, I've instructed Internet, Dave, to uh, read JJ's picks verbatim because they're not only picks, they are also some comedic relief involved. Of course, the 51% owner of the network, none other than uh, Harmony Boom Boom Sexay, also involved in quick picks. Uh, after the end of the pay-per-view, the sensational sequel, Sean, from Friday night's 
Unplugged will join us via the headlocks2headlines.com Skype line and uh, give us the results of tonight's quick picks. So without further ado, uh, like Trey mentioned, we're kicking off Hardcore Justice with the uh, X Division Championship. The current champion, Brian Kendrick, going up against Alex Shelley and the newest member of the TNA roster, uh, personally one of my favorites out there in the world of uh, wrestling, none other than Austin Aries. So if, uh, Trey, you want to kick it off, uh, give us your quick pick for the uh, TNA X Division Championship and why. Well, I think that eventually they're going to end up putting Shelley back in the tag team, plus the crowd's way over on him right now. Austin Aries, I think they're going to wait till he has more of a program to put the belt on him. So I'm going to go ahead and take Brian Kendrick to retain on this one. I could, I could really care less, but out of the three guys, it seems to make more sense to let Brian Kendrick carry it over into the next storyline. Fair enough. And uh, I internet, Dave, why don't you give us uh, Boom Boom and then JJ's picks, and then you can uh, give us your own quick pick. Uh Obviously, uh, JJ and Harmony have some uh, some interesting comments, but uh, for this match, they both kept it, kept it pretty simple. They just had one word, Kendrick. That was it. Fair enough. Uh, myself, you know what? I'm going to go with Austin Aries here. Obviously, uh, he earned the spot from Destination X, and he's the newest guy on the roster, so put the belt on him to uh, to prove why he joined the company to begin with. Well, and fair enough. So, uh, so far, it's... Uh Three Kendrick picks and uh, and ID Internet Dave, if you will, with uh, the Austin Aries pick, and uh, uh, I guess I'm batting cleanup in the initial uh, quick pick here, and uh, with that uh, dubious distinction, um, I am as well going to go with uh, Brian Kendrick. So uh, uh, there you have it. Uh, and you know, before we went on the air tonight, and by the way, I'd like to take out take time out right now to give a big SNS Radio Network shout-out and thank you to none other than Brassi, who is producing the show tonight. Thank you very much to Brassi. Under continuous uh, and contentious last-minute circumstances, I stepped up to the plate and hit one over the left-field fence, and uh, thank you very much to Brassi. But uh, uh, before we went on the air tonight, I, I got to say that on paper, I thought that this match might have had or has a uh, match of the night written all over it. And uh, just the, the chemistry, certainly, as is evidenced uh, this last Thursday night on Impact uh, in the match that they had between uh, Austin Aries and Alex Shelley. Uh, Trey, you'll have to agree that, uh, I mean, the two of them have had, I don't know, maybe a couple of hundred, 300 matches over their time, certainly going back to the Ring of Honor days. But... Uh, the chemistry they have between the two of them, and likewise with uh, Brian Kendrick thrown in the mix as the current TNA X Division champion, uh, uh, this has got to be, and I'm surprised that they put it as opening match, but uh, what do you think, Trey? This is uh, definitely a much-anticipated match on the card tonight. Well, I, I kind of think they're going to kick the show off with the X Division. It's, it's, it's quick, it's, it's fun, and it, it gets the crowd into it. And they're in the impact zone, so they're 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 gonna have to do whatever they can to get this boring ass crowd on their feet. This this crowd that knows more than any, than anybody in wrestling. But uh, you know, you talked about that match on Impact between uh, 
Kendrick and Alex Shelley. They're kind of like a prize in the bottom of a box of cereal. Even when it sucks, it's still pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they, they've wrestled each other a million times. That's what makes this match so great. And, and then you throw in Austin Aries with his different type of offense. And I, so far, you've got a great match going here and, and no clear-cut winner. And I want to add to the listeners that might not know, uh, Harmony Boom Boom Sexay has officially changed her pick from Kendrick to uh, Austin Aries. So, Bear, so we, have a, we have an audible at the line with uh, uh, the 51% owner, Harmony Boom she's, Boom. She's allowed to do that. Are we allowed to do that, or is that is that a is that an ownership specific? Uh, I believe it's ownership. I believe it's specific. you know you know the pants and the family can change picks. Nobody else. Fair enough. And a, a highly accurate description of the aforementioned scenario, Trey. <laughs> oh, what a kick by Alex Shelley! Caught him right in the chin. I mean, that was perfectly placed right on the outside of the ring dropping Austin Aries to the outside Kendrick going up looks like he's going to do a oh looks like he's not going to do nothing but fall to the ground with his big diaper on holding well, his knee and boom Shelly comes off the top rope with a frog splash well you know what's going to be interesting tonight Trey Dog and, and Shark is that we have to figure out uh, where the delay is between his version of it and our Correct. version because we could be 10 seconds behind. We could be 10 seconds ahead. So <laughs> it'll, it's always a fun adventure to figure out where we are compared to uh, the Claremore, Oklahoma. Well, well, you know, I don't think that Claremore is on the same uh, uh, cable system as we are watching from uh, uh, Shaw Cable Systems here in Calgary over to Canada. But uh, from what uh, Trey uh, mentioned about the big uh, splash off the top, I think he's about 20 seconds behind us, which should make for an interesting evening. But uh, – Having said that, some really, really um, interesting maneuvers is administered by uh, Austin Aries on Alex Shelley right now. Kind of a reverse bridge uh, with a, uh, a bit of a grapevine of the neck. And here comes Brian Kendrick, bang, to uh, uh, break it all up. Well, well you know what? Uh, we have other matches on the card tonight. We have nine total contests. So you have to think. A few of these are going to go a little slowly. And, I.D., why don't you, while we have a second, give us the yeah. complete rundown of tonight's TNA Hardcore Justice card. Uh, we have The Pope and and Devon. We have Crimson and Rob Van Dam, number one versus number two in the Bound for Glory series. We have uh, Winter and Mickey James for the knockout singles title. We have Anderson and Bully Ray. We have the team of Fortune, A.J., Daniels, and Kazarian against the team of Immortal, Steiner, Abyss, and Gunner. We have this match, Kendrick, Aries, and Shelley for the X title. We have Sarita and Rosita against Tara and Miss Tessmacher for the knockout tag titles. And, of course, we have Sting and Kurt Angle. Well, and uh, and generally, I mean, the last couple of TNA pay-per-views, we certainly haven't had as many matches as this. However, um, since we're sending out kudos, i got to send out kudos to the uh, to the foreign kid right now, uh, Chris Kelly from headlockstheheadlines.com and the Trey, is he the official booker of the SNS Radio Network now or the unofficial booker? He's the official something. <laughs> I think we'll leave it up to JJ to determine his official yet unofficial uh, title uh, and certainly doesn't have business cards made up yet, but uh, um, the, the, the Young Bucks 
uh, interview uh, this yeah. past Friday on Unplugged. Fantastic, guys. Great job. Well, well done. And, and kudos to Crelly for getting the network Unplugged and the Young Bucks interview some uh, some good publicity um, via his posting on PWInsider.com. And that website generally gets anywhere from uh, ten to 15,000 hits per day. And uh, kudos to everybody at that uh, uh, website, Mike Johnson and Dave Shear. And the boys over there for uh, giving the SNS Radio Network some coverage on their website. We appreciate it for sure. And, uh, um, Trey, you have a very interesting interview coming up tomorrow night on Wrestling News Live. As we see Brian Kendrick roll up Alex Shelley for the 1-2-3 and with a very curious grin on his face retain the TNA X Division title. Wow! Well, for I, obviously viewership sake, don't don't say roll up because it actually wasn't quite a roll up. He did hit a finishing move and then laid down and pinned him. So it wasn't quite a roll up. I don't want JJ yes. to start throwing things around his house. Yeah, no, no, no. And and be rest assured that if he's not listening live right now, I'm sure he'll listen to the archive before WNL hits the airwaves to, uh, tomorrow night. And yes, technically it was not a roll up. He grapevined the leg, and I, I don't want to uh, uh, spoil the potential. Uh, advertising revenue that TNA is trying to get from Tim Hortons here in Canada, where uh, of course the roll up the win to roll up the rim to br- to win is a uh, <laughs> popular contest. But uh, uh, having said that, there you go. The, uh, the winner of the opening match in tonight's TNA Hardcore Justice pay per view oh, re- retaining nice. the X Division title, none other than Kendrick. And uh, uh, kudos to all three of them, uh, Kendrick. Austin Aries and uh, Alex Shelley, a great way to open up the uh, the pay-per-view, and uh, certainly high spot, high spot, high spot was the order of uh, of the match. Well, well, that was a great finish with the slice bread number two on top of both of them, which meant that uh, Austin Aries rolled out of the ring and Brian Kendrick pinned Alex Shelley. And I, I like this. As Brian Kendrick goes up the, up the ramp here at the impact zone, he doesn't slap the hands uh, of the fans with his fans. He, he lets them slap the belt. That's a, that's a pretty cool thing to do, for a baby face to do. I like that. Well, gosh darn, that's by the humble of Brian Kendrick. By and golly. By golly, of course. And uh, match number nine, the men's tag team titles, because we have two tag team title matches tonight, uh, Mexican-America against Beer Money. And uh, we're all looking forward to that with bated breath. Now, Trey, I was just mentioning the fact that tomorrow night on Wrestling News Live, yourself and J.J. will be interviewing um, a young man who J.J. and I have had a lot of business with, not for the last couple of years, but we're, we were highly involved with the Bad News Allen Super Show here in uh, Cochrane, Cochrane, pardon me. It's actually Cochrane, but we affectionately called it Cochrane, uh, Alberta. It was a tribute show to the late, great uh, Bad News Allen, and Samoa Joe was on the card, and uh, Hotshot Johnny Devine, and uh, there was a Legends match with uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart uh, and Chico, I mean Tito Santana that actually earned clusterfuck of the match, clusterfuck of the night match, uh, as I recall that night. But um, Devin Nicholson has been in and around the wrestling industry here in Canada, in Puerto Rico, in the United States for a number of years and uh, actually uh, has been running a s- successful promotion uh, in Ontario in Quebec for the last number of years and has had some successful 
cards. Uh, I believe it was uh, last summer he run, ran the Ottawa X show and had in uh, as the main event was Hacha Johnny Devine and Sid Justice and a number of other uh, notable uh, superstars from the world of professional wrestling. And Devin has had uh, many, many matches against the recently inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, none other than Larry Sharp. And if that name doesn't ring a bell, I'm sure this one will. Abdullah the Butcher. And Devin has had many matches in which there has been an exorbitant amount of, as you might imagine, color between the two of them, hardcore matches, cage matches, all over Canada, the United States, and Puerto Rico. And Devin actually got a developmental contract from World Wrestling Entertainment. It was supposed to go to Florida Championship Wrestling. But when his blood test came back to the office, it was noted that, in fact, he had in his blood hepatitis C. And as an offshoot of that, he didn't get contracted, lost his lifelong dream and opportunity to be signed by World Wrestling Entertainment, and subsequently has enlisted uh, a law firm in Ontario to... um, to incept a lawsuit against Larry Sharp, a.k.a. Abdullah the Butcher, for the amount of $6.5 million. Now, you guys had the opportunity to, and it'll air tomorrow night, in interview Devin Nicholson. And how did that come out, Trey? Well, I'll tell you what. You can really, in this interview, feel the passion and desire that one guy has for this business and wanting to make it in this business. Um, he doesn't cry out for your sympathy, and it's not one of those, oh, I feel sorry for the guy interviews. You might come off that way. I don't know. Right. But at the end of the day, he was cut and bladed by Abdul the Butcher without his permission in a match um, after Abdullah had bladed himself. And he believes right. that's where he caught hepatitis C, and that is what has caused him not to be able to work in the wrestling business right. as a wrestler, as a performer. Now, you listen to this interview, and I promise you, you'll get pissed off at Abdul the Butcher because all signs point to that being, you know, the case of where this guy got screwed over. And just imagine your love as a listener for the business and how you would love to swap places with one of your favorite superstars. And you make it that far only to find out that you can't do it anymore because of something stupid that happened that was totally not your fault and something that you didn't agree to to begin with. So it's it's going to be a it's a great interview. It's about forty minutes long or so, and uh, I highly suggest before tomorrow night and the show, if you get a chance to go see the uh, the 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 YouTube movie YouTube video. Yep, yep. Yeah, don't bleed on me. It's on the SNS uh, Facebook front page, I believe, the Wrestling News Live front page. You can look down and find it. It's been posted by many, many listeners. If not, just go to YouTube and look it up. But try to catch that video before you hear the interview, and it'll enlighten you even further. 
Well, and you know what? I, I've known Devin personally for about a decade, and uh, he he originally was trained by uh, Ross and Bruce Hart in the world famous uh, Stampede Wrestling Dungeon um, here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, good guy. He he left after a couple of years, and he had a uh, very successful career for for uh, uh, in in Puerto Rico in in Victor Canona's uh, uh, wrestling promotion down there, and of course. Uh, um, he was, had, had a number of main event matches and, uh, uh, he did very, very well and, and wrestled for the Rougeos in Quebec and did a number of shows all over North America. And he was, uh, uh, you know, your quintessential quote unquote, hardcore wrestler. And I personally known Larry Sharp, Abdullah, the butcher for about 25 years. And he's the most in most circumstances, one of the most respected guys out there, and he generally um, goes over a match very, very explicitly with his opponent. So just the fact that he that he bladed Devin without his knowledge was certainly out of character for me. But catch it all tomorrow night, Wrestling News Live, the, the excellent interview that J.J. Uh, uh, Cap Sexy and the Trade Dog did with Devin uh, Hannibal, and that's his work name, Hannibal Nicholson. But uh, uh, match number two, of tonight's TNA Hardcore Justice uh, uh, pay-per-view internet day with a rundown of it. Well, yeah, we got Miss Tessmacher and Tara against uh, Mexican America here. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Miss Tessmacher and Tara to retain. Uh, Trey Dog, what do you think? Well, I think they put the belts on Tessmacher and Tara for a reason here recently, and I just I, I see it being a bad night for the female version of Mexican America. I uh, I'm gonna go with Tara and Tessmacher. Okay, Shark, and then I'll uh, and then I'll give the uh, family Jacksons picks. Why don't you go, please? The family Jackson. Wow, that's that sounds uh, weird. But anyways, I know, doesn't Tito. it? And, and 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 by the way, um, Mark the Shark to Carlo Jr. is in the uh, satellite studios tonight, uh, and we're not going to involve him in quick picks yet. This is his inaugural flight on Sunday Night Showdown, uh, and. <laughs> Uh, I, I, th- John Cena is not I, on the card. Uh, yeah, that's right. And, and until Shark Jr. leaves, you won't get the normal uh, level of filth out of Shark Sr. But uh, <laughs> I, I will go on record as saying at this point that, that Tess's mockers look outstanding and the uh, the Kaziff is in the right place. Having said that, I got to go with uh, with Tara and Tess Mocker uh, to attain the uh, TNA women's tag team championship straps All in right, this well, match. The three of us are unanimous, but actually JJ and Harmony are going the other way. Harmony, uh, Mexican-America, and uh, JJ with your preview, Mexican-American skanks. <laughs> and it just, believe me, it just gets better from there. Yeah. By the way, Internet Dave is not paraphrasing. He is reading verbatim uh, the uh, message that uh, uh, the that Boom Boom sent us so we could uh, air... Without any editorial interjection, uh, we, we have been told to read J.J.'s picks verbatim and there, therefore, and, and wait till you hear some of the stuff that he said later. If uh, Skanks That's, is uh, any, any beginning, uh, I can't look forward to enough what's coming up next. Anyway. Does Rosita have, like, some shit on her face that she's trying to cover up? She's got, looks like she's got her underwear on her face. Yeah, that it, it looks really weird. It's it's kind of a well. That's Sarita, but didn't she have some sort of facial injury recently? Yeah, Rosita, Sarita, Chiquita, whatever. Did, yeah, it's, did, it's Trey, Sarita. Did, Trey, did Dave just say Rosita and facial in the same sentence? 
I think he did. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. One of the Mexicans kinks, I guess. I don't know. Wow. Okay. All right. Shout out to the power, Andy Knowles, every Wednesday night. Is the power Pro, in the chat? The power is in the chat. Uh, wow. Pro Wrestling Rewind. Of course, the Rewind was on hiatus this last uh, Wednesday because well, Andy, Andy had... was out of town. No, Andy had a date in upstate New York, truth be known. I, I heard tell that. Me. I, I, I heard that from a very reliable source. I, I don't know whether Andy is going to expound on the particulars of his date. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yes. Shenanigans in the shenanigans? ring. Shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. Trey. So he didn't have a date. He had some upstate New York shenanigans. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what the the power had going on on Wednesday that kept me from doing the show, but. Uh, it looked like there for a second that the Mexicans gangs were trying to pull a Bella Twin shenanigans. That's right. They tried to pull some twin magic, but um, it, it kind of backfired. Well, here's a pin for Rosita. Oh, with Sarita's two. help in the back, but it gets broken up at the far side of the ring from the hard camera. Uh, there is some talk here that, that uh, Sarita has the same issues that Jim Ross has with facial paralysis. She's got some Bell's palsy going on? That's the the talk in the chat. I, I can't really? confirm or deny that, but well, that's interesting. I did uh, not know that. No, you see what you learn in in the uh, in the SNS Radio Network chat. Well, I, I have to anticipate that Andy's going to be going to to Bound for Glory, which I believe is in Philadelphia this year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to not only uh, stalk and meet uh, Mickey James, but also to finally meet the fucking foreign kid and. And if, if well, just a minute, were, just a minute. The power, the power and the foreign kid, the power and the foreign kid are going to be together in Philadelphia. Well, with with Crelly's huge power, Widow's Peak by Tara. Uh-oh. Is this the pin? One, it two, and be. three, and oh. there you go. And she finishes it off with a uh, bit of a slap to the kisser. Wow, that I've said it for five years. The Widow's Peak trade dog has got to be the best finisher in women's wrestling. Oh, pretty much hands down. Uh, I do want to tell you that the foreign kids sent me a message that uh, she did have partial facial paralysis, hence the mask. So, wow, that's okay. That's too bad. And that, that, that is sucks. Too bad. Terrible, yeah. terrible. And we're definitely definitely not going to be making any no, uh, facial jokes not. about that. But uh, uh, she's got a Mexican. I do a facial. On, I do a facial on Miss Tessmacher. I knew. See, I did. I wasn't quite sure. You see, because. Uh, my son can't hear what you said, so feel free to to spew some triple uh, uh, X venom out of uh, out of the trade dog. But uh, uh, I'm glad you said it because I really wanted to. But good on you. <laughs> well, guys, uh, yeah, Bound for Glory two months from now in uh, Philadelphia. If you're anywhere in the Philadelphia range of of distance that you can drive out there, the fucking foreign kid will get you tickets to the show. He's what? Got, well. You have to think there's going to be a little bit of room in the, in the arena. Uh, the power of Crelly. Yeah, but are you putting the, the absolute tyrant? Yeah, but David, just a minute, Dave. Just a minute, Dave. Are you putting it out there and 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 tell, I'm pretty and much telling guaranteeing the, it without even the good, asking him. Just a minute, and telling the good listeners that you can count on Crelly to get you a free ticket to the TNA show in Philadelphia. Wow, that's awfully presumptuous of you, ID. Well, that's the power of Crelly, though. Wow. I mean. I, would I think you, Crowley might come to Calgary first to give you a, uh, a couple of slaps upside the head for putting his name out there as being the one to get free tickets. Well, well he can crash on J.J. and Harmony's couch. Oh, you see. A, a, a.k.a. the... Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, we have... Ladies and gentlemen, we have a bit of a 
technical malfunction at the junction. Apparently, Dave's mic is broken up. Oh, Dave, you okay? Gee, it, it, it just suddenly came back. How did that happen? That's because you, you fell on the couch from the couch to the floor with a thud. Don't be using, <laughs> Dave, don't be using the name of Crelly, JJ, and Harmony in vain because that could only get you one thing. Tired. That's true. Well, you know what? Uh, Jay Cash is uh, saying in the chat that, that uh, the Widow's Peak is not the best finisher in women's wrestling, which is fine. Which is, okay, but which would lead me to the next question is being, what is? I'd love to know. Well, get him to tell us. Type that's, it in the that, chat. That's, what, well, that's why I'm saying it live. So, Trey, I got to ask you, since the power and the foreign kid are having some kind of TNA party in Philadelphia, um, maybe we should hit up the financial powers that be here at the network, and maybe all the hosts should convene in Philadelphia. Boy, that'd be nice. I'd, I'd love to go. I Actually, I think I got some friends up there in Philadelphia that I might be able to stay with. Um, I have an old girlfriend in Philadelphia who actually, no, that would be a bad idea. She doesn't want to yeah. fucking see me. But... Uh, <laughs> Anyways, well, we were just looking. I would definitely Glory. love to go. We were just looking at the uh, Bound for Glory series standings, and Samoa Joe has negative ten points. Did he get penalized for something? I mean, his career has been negative ten for the last year. Well, I mean, obviously Matt Morgan is injured and cannot can no longer compete in this Bound for Glory series uh, of matches. That, that's too bad. He's he doesn't have the cast on anymore, but. Apparently he's no, still think, out. Right I think now. he's going to join uh, uh, Iron Mike Tanay, the professor, and uh, Tasmania, the Tasmaniac himself at the uh, broadcast location, and he's going to do uh, some guest color commentary on the uh, upcoming match. Um, once again, everybody, don't forget that uh, immediately following the completion of tonight's coverage of uh, TNA's Hardcore Justice pay-per-view here on Sunday Night Showdown on the SNS Radio Network. We're going to be via the uh, headlockstoheadlines.com Skype line welcoming in Unplugs, the sensational sequel, Sean, and he will give us the uh, rundown and the results of Quick Picks tonight, and we look forward to uh, Sean calling in. Is, is you see Sean in the uh, chat there, Dave? Uh, yeah, he is. He's there. Well, yeah, what's great now is that each team has eight members and each team has a backup member in case one of the eight members is out of town right, or well, the email doesn't work. Or and that's whatever. an excellent idea. I saw that the update on that yeah. this week on the uh, face group, uh, Facebook SNS uh, group. And uh, kudos to to this sensational sequel. Say that fucking three times quick. The sensational sequels, John, um, for uh, reconstructing the uh, SNS Quick Picks uh, format. And uh, I think it's it's much better now and equal. Well, we got match three coming up. It's uh, D'Angelo De Niro against the Pope. Excuse me, it's D'Angelo De Niro. That would be hard. Who is the Pope against uh, Brother Devon here to maybe settle the issue that nobody in in uh, North America has been able to see because it's been on the international program. I pay money to see the Pope Explosion. wrestle D'Angelo De Niro. That would be yeah. fun. That'd be fun. Well, maybe Elijah Burke could. Could uh, make it a three. Then we, exactly. What, I was that was, Pope that John was Paul. The things you've said. Go ahead, Trey. Are we talking Pope John Paul or Pope from TNA? Who, who the hell knows at this point? Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a case where we, we did get clarification that that uh, Samoa Joe was choking out the Pope but wouldn't break the hold. 
So the referee reversed the decision, and because he didn't break the hold, they penalized him 10 points. So now he's got minus 10 to even dig himself further into last place. Well, and you know what? Um, I've been watching lately the Ring of Honor um, retro shows that air here in Canada and the United States, for that matter, on the Fight Network. And it's just amazing some of the stuff that Samoa Joe used to do in, in Ring of Honor with, uh, with CM Punk and, and a venerable plethora of other opponents. And he had some five-star matches. And certainly, like I mentioned the number of times on this show, I just... I shake my head recently with what the office has done with him. Uh, and, and really, I, I think that the best thing that Samoa Joe could do is maybe lay in the weeds and go work the independent scene for a little while. Because it, it's really a shame that a guy with the amount of talent that he has, that they can't in the office seem to find a suitable program for him, Trey. And I, I just think in a word, it's a shame. Well, it is. And I think by him becoming the bastard child of the Bound for Glory series, it's either going to launch something for him or it's going to seal his fate one way or the other. I mean, you can only take so much and be not used correctly before you have to say, look, you know, I'd be better off on the indie circuit than getting beat down on your program every week. Well, and I you think know. that was much of, and I could agree with you more, I think that was much of the this last week, the Amazing Red scenario who – was told by the office, we don't have anything for you, and he basically Which is so quit. fucking dumb. What a fucking dumb move. What is this? Get rid of the Amazing Red. I know. I knew this was going to happen, cutting to the action on a pay-per-view. Pope is laying down, telling Devon he respects him, wants him to pit him for the three points. Devon's saying, ain't going to go down that way. I want you to get up because I want to whoop your ass. Give these people what they came to see. And, and, you know, I can see this, but you know what? They've been they've been playing out the this whole Pope Devon storyline for a while now. And I think in a word, he's been getting a hell of a push. He has been. But it's been really weird. The whole Pope with Devon's kids and the kids really marking out for the Pope and the father Devon doesn't well, like the whole thing. You know, I don't know. Is, is this is this going to be? The culmination of this? Is this going to be really the beginning of this? I mean, is this a match where the kids get involved and turn on their dad to help the Pope get the victory? And and, then that furthers the storyline. Now you got the Pope and and Devon's kids. I mean, is this a storyline that will branch out of the Bound for Glory series, which will be something good to come out of the Bound for Glory series, give both guys something to do? Um, Devon's on a hell of a roll right now. It's going to be hard to pick against him. So I guess if we want to start quick picks, I'll go first and I'll go, I'll go with Devon. Trey, go. Trey, one one more time, man. I'll take Devon. Shark. You know, I'd like to echo the sentiments of the Trey dog, but I'd also like to throw in my six cents worth and say that, uh, uh, as much as they've been force feeding us this, this feud and this program, I think that I've, I've been thoroughly annoyed by it and bored by it, and you know I wish that it was over. Uh, but I suspect, as the tray explained, that the kids once again, and they're not kids anymore, that the boys uh, will become involved once again in some way, shape, or form um, to continue along the Devon Pope storyline. Uh, and for that reason, um, if 
for no particular other reason, I'll go with the Pope tonight. Did I, did I say Dion? Yes. You did. I meant the Pope. I'm sorry. Uh, that's what I thought. That's why I wanted I, to clarify. I, okay. I, I think I think the kids get involved, and I think they end up incidentally costing their dad the match, and it carries the feud further. Yeah, I'm going to take the Pope also for basically those same reasons. When it comes to uh, JJ and and Tits Boom Boom McGee with their picks, uh, Harmony says Devon, and JJ says Pope over brother fucking Devon. <laughs> So, yeah, obviously, uh, J.J. isn't enamored with Devon Dudley or Devon yeah, so we, at all over the last little while. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting the hell out of here, guys. I'm going to Midnight Man's house. You're going to Midnight Man's? What, what, what kind of party's going on going down there? He says he's got more TNA in his room than TNA has on the entire card. Okay, you know what? I'm out of here, too. You know, like you know the me. shark. I got to be where TNA is, and I don't mean... Total nonstop action. That's Anyways, right. I, I'm not sure whether the Midnight Man has got his helicopter landing pad uh, lit up in his backyard so I could uh, uh, take the uh, the Shark Tank helicopter and, and land properly. But uh, uh, no, Dave, don't worry. I'm not leaving. Trey, are you leaving? No, and Curly brings up a good question. How can it be hardcore justice with no hardcore matches? And you know what? What's so hardcore kid, about it? The foreign kill kid poses a, a very, very viable scenario. Like, is there a hardcore match on hardcore justice? No. I think this is the case where TNA should have stepped in a, a long time ago and pulled a WWE and changed the name of the pay-per-view to something else. Yeah, because you go from hard justice to hardcore justice. Of course, last year was the tonight is the anniversary of the all ECW reunion show that we had the sensational so much sequel. fun with. It is the sensational sequel of last year's match, or of last year's uh, evening, I should say, with the uh, the blue lighting and the, uh, the the dance contests and the guys uh, beating each other with kendo sticks, but then hugging uh, five minutes later, uh, the anniversary of that night. So yes, yeah, so to go from hard to hardcore back to hard probably didn't make a lot of sense. But, but why would you even call it hardcore? Well, the, the strange thing is, I remember a couple of months ago, once the pay-per-view signed off the, the paper, once the pay-per-view signed off the channel, right. it said, uh, "Tune in August seventh for the most hardcore match in the in all of 2011 for uh, TNA wrestling, the most hardcore night of the year. We save it especially for Hardcore Justice, and they're promoting it with the Abyss." And he's like, "I want to rip people's arms off and stuff," but that's absolutely not what happened here. Is uh oh, cold looking. Yeah, Devon kind of looked to uh, the kids of. Uh, well, you see what happened, Dave, ahead, is that sorry, the Pope, the Pope had the uh, the uh, foreign object, not the foreign kid object, but the foreign object uh, in any name of a uh, of a chain that he had wrapped around his fist and was going to uh, waffle uh, Devon with it. But his, uh, his Devon's kids were trying to beg off, and they they convinced the Pope to uh, to not utilize the the uh, chain around his fist, and Devon cut him off with a vicious slap upside the head, Trey. And it looks like that chain could probably come back into play a little later, as Devon yeah. will probably go over and get it from his kids. So we'll have to wait and see. But still, neither here nor there, a great match with all the the bullshit that we've been talking between. It's It's, you know, yeah, it's a misnamed pay-per-view, but let's just go with it. It is what it is. Um, Devon and Pope putting on a hell of a match right now, 
And I really like this Battle for Glory series. It grew on me. Uh, I didn't care for it at the beginning. I thought, eh, well, whatever. But it's actually you know, given TNA a pretty, a pretty thick storyline to run throughout all their shows. And it's good to see some of the matchups that we've seen. It's a shame that Matt Morgan's out of it because I thought he had a chance to win the whole thing, although I still think Crimson comes out on top. Uh, but straight, but Pope, straight, and, is Pope and Devon looking pretty good right now. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I think that it's the most interesting um, angle, if you will, from the uh, that comes out of the Bound for Glory series is that they are utilizing the Bound for Glory series in their house shows, which I think makes it exceedingly Great. interesting for the, the fans at the house shows that that have been following what's been going on. And I, I think that, uh, and I don't see this about TNA much, but it's a, a brilliant facet that they've utilized uh, in their ongoing storylines, uh, uh, intermingling uh, TV and house show storylines. Uh, good on them for it. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, wasn't Elijah Burke supposed to leave like two or three months ago? And he, he was ready to go, and then he tweeted something about something to the effect of tonight's my last night. Uh, it's been a pleasure working at, for, for the fans. Of and Canada then they Wrestling. resigned him. Yes. I, I guess they resigned him. And then the, the next week, this whole Devon thing started on explosion. And I mean, Pope was really not that enthusiastic to come to the ring to begin with, which, which I don't think for the first time I've, I've seen in a long time, he has a monster enthusiasm. And tonight he had hardly a, a bit at all. Wow, I, I, I didn't quite pick up on what the hell was going on. Devon was in the corner uh, trying to get regain his composure. Um, the Pope had exposed his left knee and pulled down the the, uh, the knee pad, and he would look like he was going to deliver a really hard, high chest knee and stopped, and Devon reversed it, and now Pope has reversed it. Um, small package, I'm not using the term roll-up, he small package Devon <laughs> and, and got the one, two, three for the victory, and a really weird series of last couple of go home finishing spots between Devon and the Pope, and uh, well, that's what you get when you have an angle where one guy doesn't want to re- doesn't want to wrestle the other guy. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, as I'm shaking my head, going, "What the hell did I just witness?" As the finish to that match here at the Satellite Studio, I suspect the storyline continues, and uh, uh, the Pope is extending his hand because he wants to uh, uh, make it right, quote-unquote, with Devon. Now Devon looking at his kids uh, who are outside of the ring, and the kids are telling Devon to go and shake hands with the Pope, and he really doesn't want to. Um, but he's going back into the ring, and, and who knows what's going to happen. This, I, I think that maybe um, as they are shaking hands and no Devon isn't turning around to Colcock, the Pope, that maybe... I'm just fantasy booking and surmising that maybe the Pope and Devon Trey might turn out to be a tag team. Maybe it's possible. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see where this goes. I know Devon's wanting to stand alone. He's getting a pretty good push up until tonight. He's been very, very, you know, victorious on most of his matches. I mean, he's got 30 points in the Bound for Glory series standings. Right. Uh, Pope now is 17. So who knows where this is going to go. I know that it's going to keep going. And it's almost one of those where they need to get somewhere soon. They've been dragging it out for quite a while. But you bring up the Bound for Glory series earlier, Shark. 
and how it's such a good idea to use it during their house shows. You know, I'm one of those I don't like comparing TNA to WWE, but you've got the WWE who just recently had a tournament for their World Heavyweight title and or for the WWE title, right. and they did it all in one night. Why couldn't they have drug it out like this? You know, I mean, this would have made everything a lot more interesting for the well, WWE and that, fans. And, that's been, and I could agree with you more, Trey, uh, as we see uh, JB doing a uh, uh, backstage promo with Rob Van Dam and the uh, uh, and, and Jerry Lynn um, setting up further uh, Bob for Glory series match, obviously, tonight. Crimson in a match with the whole fucking show. F it, pardon me. Um, and, you know, some had said this past week that that in WWE they hot-shotted the return of CM Punk when they could have left him out there in cyberspace for a little while. So when he did come back, it would have meant something. Now, Trey, I want you to hold that thought and ID as well. Uh, we're going to take our first break right now going into the uh, uh, next match of the TNA Hardcore Justice uh, pay-per-view. Um, and we'll be right back along with continuing coverage uh, with uh, the Trey Dog, Internet Dave, I'm Mark the Shark to Carlo. We continue with Sunday Night Showdown here on the SNS Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. Hey, this is TNA Superstar Magnus, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Keep it here, boys. You know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff. They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth. That moment when uh, Silent Rage blows a gasket, this match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart. But... Don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. Roll another blunt. Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I quit wrestling for the WWE. 
see you go to hell, cause I got high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, story about my drug use, not the why. Thursdays at 9 on Spike. Impact Wrestling. Wrestling matters. This is the World Warrior Low Key, and you are listening to the SNS Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to the SNS Radio Network as Sunday Night Showdown. Here we have our continuing coverage of TNA's Hardcore Justice pay-per-view. And uh, I'm Mark the Shark DiCarlo, along with my co-host from Wrestling News Live, the award-winning Trey Dog, and the worldwide phenomenon himself, self-proclaimed Internet Dave. And still in the satellite studio, Mark the Shark DiCarlo Jr. Uh, and his virgin flight, and yes, he's seven. So he is a virgin uh, uh, pay-per-view appearance here on the network. But uh, Dave, we're back on for uh, I'm not hardcore from justice. Dad. <laughs> I, wait a minute, who the hell was that? I didn't give uh, Shark Junior a mic. What's <laughs> <laughs> <One> Virginia? <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> a virgin from Virginia. Wow, I once knew a girl from Virginia. She was a virgin, but not after the trade dog finished with her. I was like, is this like the man from Nantucket or what? <laughs> oh, boy. 
All right, so we got Winter and Mickey James here, a match number four currently in progress. And uh, I remember a while ago, my son said, how come, how come the girls are kissing each other? And I said, that's a conversation for another day, son. You need to know about the birds and bees first. And he said, well, they're teaching us about the birds and bees in school. I said, not these birds and not these bees. And not those bees. No, not at all. But his, my son's teacher is pretty hot. Anyways, continuing along, I think this is as good a time as any to uh, kick off the uh, quick pick on, quick. On, the, on the Mickey James winter match as we see Mickey take a nasty-ass bump on the uh, fan side of the railing, and, and she caught the back of her head on uh, some unsuspecting woman's clog. That's got to hurt. Uh, well, anything unexpected will certainly hurt, but yeah, that's, those things are indestructible. So, Dave, let's kick off the quick pick of the Mickey James winter match with Boom Boom. All right, well, uh, Boom Boom has winter. JJ has winter over Mickey. Y'all help me produce my next album, James. Okay. <laughs> I, I've got Mickey James retaining here. Isn't Andy Andy Knowles the power? Andy Knowles, the producer of uh, Mickey James' next upcoming album? I think, he, I think he certainly wants to be. I see. No, he's going to pay enough that he can be in the music video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and maybe that's why he's going to Philadelphia. Maybe there's some backdoor dealing with, with the power and the foreign kid to try to uh, uh, get in behind the green door, if you will, with Mickey James. Well, funny you been... mentioned funny you mentioned Mickey James in the back door in the same conversation. Uh, that was premeditated. Well, well I've never <laughs> been to, to anywhere near Philadelphia. Or before, in Mickey James' I mean, back door, right, Dave? Exactly. Right. But uh, it seems like every, like there's a lot of cities, major cities that are only like three or four hours away from, from Philadelphia. Well just so hang on, we, we it, got it's a, a major it's not that far of a drive. It's not that far from anywhere in the northeast. But uh, uh, Trey, what's your quick pick? Mickey Hardcore James Hardcore country, baby. You got that, Dave? And you would suspect that the trade dog would go with a hardcore country. By by the way, uh, nice. Trey, I, yeah. I got to I got to take time out right now. I know it's been a uh, less than stellar week for your St. Louis Cardinals baseball team. Oh, it's been okay. We bounced back. We uh, <laughs> we uh, we've won. Let's see. Well, we've won the last three nights, so we're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, one again uh, today, so we're good to go. You won today. I didn't see the scores today, but uh, I know that I'm, uh, and I promised myself I would not look at the scoreboard to see if my Yankees are sucking wind in Fenway again tonight. But uh, uh, and I'm not going to look in the uh, in the chat either. So if any yeah, of you, somebody in the chat room, give us a Yankees Red Sox update. That'd be great. Please, please. Yeah, we need an update on the Sox and the Yanks. Anyways, um, winter. Mickey James, oh, nice. I, I've never been a fan of uh, of Winter's work um, coming out of really? WWE, but uh, lately I think that working this program with Mickey James, and since she's been uh, tag teaming, <laughs> tag teaming with uh, with Angelina Love, um, it has been very interesting, and uh, uh, I've liked this program, and I don't see that say that too much about too many uh, Divas programs, but uh, the two of them work well together. What's your pick? <sighs> you know, I think for storyline purposes, at this point, you, you leave the strap on hardcore country. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, 
drop the strap to winter tonight. Uh, if they did, it would still, either way, this, this program is going to continue. But for tonight, I'll go with Mickey James. So, Trey Dog, any uh, Gail Kim run-ins here? If she indeed... Uh, Speaking of run-ins. ...released her, asked for her own release rather than uh, having to wait the, wait the 90 days. Well, that's what J.J. and I were talking about before the show, and he and I and Harmony were discussing it. Um, Harmony seems to believe that she may have to wait out the length of what was left of her contract, I believe. Uh, J.J. thinks that she still has the 90 days, and I think that if you quit, you just quit and you're done. Um, I don't know. I, I would I would think that... Uh, Trey, would you not be... think that it would be the the stipulation and in, in one's individual contract? Like if you're if your future endeavored, right, right? Then maybe you wouldn't have to adhere to the ninety day no compete. But in Mickey James's or pardon me, in in Gail Kim's uh, situation, she in fact asked for her, for release. So for them to accept the the ninety day no compete wouldn't be a surprise to me. Well, well, Trey, I'm thinking that uh, sorry. Well, Shark, if you if you get fired, they want you to wait the 90 days so Absolutely. that you don't go to Impact or you don't go to ROH the next night. Because if if that wasn't the rule, then they would just say sit at home and collect a check for six months, seven months, eight months until your contract's up. Then you can go wherever the hell you want because they're not going to fire people. They're, they're not going to sign a contract stipulation that says if we fire you, you can appear on – TNA's Hardcore Justice the next day. I mean, they don't want the Lex... Yeah, the Lex Luger thing, his contract expired as uh, Angelina gets involved here for the second time, but Ouch. gets reversed into a neckbreaker. Beautiful neckbreaker by Mickey James on on, uh, on Angelina but, Love. Yeah, I mean, Velvet it Sky. seems like every contract, contract's different, Trey Dog, but uh, I think Gail Kim should come to Impact, but I mean, uh, Shark and I were talking off the air a couple of days ago about other opportunities she she has in Toronto. But, Trey, why don't you give us your thoughts on that first? I think she'd be stupid not to come back to Impact. I mean, Impact, you know, they used her. They made her the top baby face of the knockout division. She went from being the top baby face of the knockout division where women really wrestle back to being a diva where she had to eliminate herself from the last battle royal on, on Raw just because they wanted her out of the match so quickly. And, Trey, what and, we see in the finish of the match is Winter – Pulls a uh, a great Muda and spews not green like Muda Muda but red sort of blood looking liquid out of her mouth blinds Mickey James uh, hooks the leg for the one two three and the Jackson family is right your new TNA Women's Champion none other than Winter wow. Well, Mickey oh. does have an album to go make, so hopefully she's taking some time off to go make her album. And I can only say that to, to help this division progress, I hope Gail Kim returns soon. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think that, and, and I'm just surmising as to uh, WWE policy, but should it not be that no matter whether or not your future endeavored or quit, that that 90-day no-compete clause should be in effect no matter what the scenario, Trey? Well, Curly sent me a message saying it depends. Super crazy quit and had no 90 days, no compete. It depends. If she wanted to take the 90 days paid off or if she said fuck the money, thus getting rid of her 90 days. So, 
Who knows? At this point, I don't think anybody knows but Gail Kim. Yeah, and um, and here here's another thing that I'd like to throw out there um, is that Gail Kim now is involved with Trish Stratus. Stratisfaction. Say it slowly yes. so that it doesn't... Trish Stratus. There you go. And her uh, uh, workout studios in the southern Ontario, Toronto area. And uh, she has been working with Trish um, as a small minority owner in that company for a while now. So she might not be going anywhere and she might have had enough of uh, professional wrestling slash sports entertainment. It's possible. You know, and as we see a... uh, uh, a behind-the-scenes promo going on initially with uh, Jeremy Boring, Parby Borash, and uh, the current TNA X Division champion, Brian Kendrick. Uh, Austin Aries coming out and saying that he wants the next title shot. Well, yeah, Brian, you didn't pin me. You pinned Alex Shelley. Right. So that you didn't prove anything. You didn't show me that uh, you can beat me and be the better man because you pinned somebody else. And you know what? Uh, and Trey and I touched on this earlier. Right now, where they're actually re-pushing the X Division, Kendrick the Champion, the Chasers, uh, uh, you know, Shelly and Austin Aries, and right now, for for the Amazing Red to be told they don't have anything for them, uh, Trey, is just simply asinine to me. Yeah, I mean, they're bringing the, the X Division back. They're doing a lot more than they've done in months. And Austin Aries was a great addition to that series or to that division. And a uh, great promo backstage with him telling uh, Brian Kendrick, until you beat me, how could you sleep at night thinking you're the better man of the division when you haven't beat me? So looks like that's you. It'll be next. Yeah, and who knows what's going to happen. But uh, the next match coming up on uh, the TNA Hardcore Justice pay-per-view, The Office's Baby, Crimson is coming down to the ring, and you know that they want to push him because he is working with Rob Van Dam. But not only that, he's undefeated. He's leading the Bound for Glory series right now, I believe, with 40 points. Atop, Something like that, Atop yeah. the standings. But having, having said all of that, um, he's got a shirt with his name on it, and you know that that's the, that's the sign that uh, you got a career with a company that's a wrestling company if they are putting out a shirt with your name on it. As we see uh, the whole fucking sh- the whole effing show uh, coming to the ring with Jerry Lynn, and uh, they, they're trying to keep Jerry Lynn in the mix uh, for a while here now. And uh, I love Jerry Lynn. I think he's a fantastic worker. Um, but, you know, maybe... Maybe it's time for Jerry Lynn to uh, move along. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with him being in the company if they actually utilize him as a wrestler. Absolutely. And, I mean, uh, it's always nice to see familiar faces and uh, guys who want to uh, be involved and, and want want to appear. So let them appear. But this is number one versus number two in the Bound for Glory series, Crimson versus Ron Van Dam. And, and of course, as always, Crimson's undefeated streak is on the line. All right, well, this is as good a time as any to uh, kick off our quick pick predictions and uh, uh, Rob Van Dam against Crimson. Trade Dog, why don't you kick it off for us in the cleanup, or pardon me, in the leadoff spot 
Well, that's where I used to bat my entire life, so I have no problem leading things off. Uh, right. Rob Van Dam comes to the ring with Jerry Lynn for a reason. What? I don't know. I missed the promo. But uh, they cut a backstage promo where Jerry Lynn just walked up out of the blue during a Rob Van Dam interview with Jeremy Borash. There's a reason he's at ringside. What? I don't know. But I do know it's to protect RVD and Crimson. Um, basically, what I mean by that. If Lynn costs RVD the match, then RVD doesn't look worse the wear for taking a loss, and Crimson can still go on with his undefeated streak and lead the Bound for Glory series. So I'm looking for uh, Jerry Lynn to somehow interfere and maybe on purpose or not on purpose cost RVD the match, giving Crimson the win. Well, that would be a uh, a plausible scenario for why Lynn would, would be at ringside. And you know what? I... I uh, I'm buying that. I'm buying what you're selling, Trey Dog. And I hope that maybe if they're going to pull that booking string, then maybe Jerry Lynn can turn heel on, on Rob Van Dam. I'd really like that. I, I think that uh, uh, a future program between Van Dam and, and Lynn would be uh, would would have some great great effect and some great matches that the two of them can obviously pull off. They wrestled each other probably a thousand times over the course of their careers. But uh, having said that, um, I have to go. I think that it's time uh, that for everybody that in Rob Van Dam's career that have put him over, there have been more that have put over Rob Van Dam than Van Dam has put over others. And I think that with Crimson being undefeated, him leading the uh, Bound for Glory uh, series, that I'm going to take Crimson with my quick pick tonight. You know what? I'm going to take him too. This is kind of a push that's, I mean, it's not like Goldberg. It's not like It's not like Samoa Joe. It's just a very subtle and slow, undefeated streak. And, I mean, it's not like he's getting title shots every five minutes. But maybe if he does finish in the top part of the standings uh, for the Bound for Glory series, that that could be really where the launching point is. Because, if I'm not mistaken, the top four uh compete at the at the next pay-per-view in September in the semifinals and and the winner uh, advances uh, to to Bound for Glory. I'm not really sure TNA obviously doesn't really describe it in all that detail very often, but uh, number 1 versus number 2 here. I'm going to take Crimson also. Uh, the picks from the Jacksons, uh, Harmony's taking Crimson and JJ's JJ's taking Crimson. I stole my name from somewhere else versus Mr. Over Mr. Irrelevant RVD. So, wow. So uh, you can tell that uh, that JJ is uh, not enamored with uh, being force-fed another helping, if you will, of Rob Van Dam uh, continually through TNA. But for just a minute, how could he even pick if he doesn't watch the product or pay attention to what's going on in TNA? Is he just boycotting pay-per-views or being on pay-per-views? On Sunday Night Showdown, or, or is he not watching the product anymore? Well, I think he reads the spoilers or reads the uh, the pay-per-view recaps on Headlocks the Headlines so that he knows he knows enough to be able to make these picks. But I would he's not watching on Thursday nights on on Spike. <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. And uh, um, I, I'm really I'm really looking forward to what's going to come out of uh, Trade Dog the the pay-per-view after tonight. Uh, It'll certainly be monumental in the fact that 
What's going to happen tomorrow night? They're doing a double TV taping in, in Orlando, and I believe that on Tuesday they're doing some more. Um, but it'll certainly give us a basis to what's going to happen with TNA uh, storytelling, if you will, uh, over the next couple of months tonight. Well, again, I'm a big fan of this Battle for Glory series. It's going to be interesting to see where they go because everything has a repercussion. It's like this match right here. What do you do with the loser? Because the loser's still a very over guy in Rob Van Dam. And this isn't to say this is the last time these two will meet. I mean, they can meet again. RVD has a good month of television. They can meet again in the next pay-per-view. Who knows? Uh, but this has been a pretty decent match so far for two guys that on paper you wouldn't think would would, would have a very good match. Rob Van Dam with a moonsault and a pin, two count. I just, you know, at the end of the day, I hope that when this is all over with, that it has elevated somebody who typically probably wouldn't get the the chance. And I'm thinking somebody like Cribson, uh, possibly a, and we'll get to that match later on, a split with beer money, which would lead Robert Roode to the top. Who knows? Um, but either way, man, you got a great situation here with Bound for Glory. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's setting up for a, a great series of matches to, to build up to the biggest show of the year. And that's what they have to do is they have to promote the biggest show of the year as just that. So probably starting this Thursday on Impact, Bound for Glory Countdown, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You don't want to be anywhere else. But there, so uh, make sure to join us because you're going to really enjoy yourself. Trey Dog? I'm just checking the chat room, getting an audio check. Um, say that again, I, I kind of missed what you said. Oh, just that um, they want to promote Bound for Glory just like WWE promotes WrestleMania. Right. This is right. the show and you want to be, be in. their biggest one of the year. Yeah, Philadelphia is not uh, going to be too cold in, in October. In the middle of uh, in the middle of autumn, and it's a great place. It's a great city with a lot of historical references, and, and it's going to be a hard crowd to work in front of. You gotta you gotta bring your A game, and we're going to too. Well, and you know what? And I have to apologize. The uh, the ex Mrs. Shark was picking up the uh, the boys, and uh, I am now I feel like a big cloak of of uh, a big blanket was lifted off the satellite studio uh, of Sunday Night Showdown, and now I can spew my venom, Trey, and boy, oh boy, did I want to say some things during the uh, the, uh, the Women's Tag Team Championship match, but of course I couldn't because I had my seven- and four-year-old boys uh, sitting around, but uh, um, I got to think that the uh, Bound for Glory pay-per-view is going to be, as Trey mentioned, uh, in front of a very, very hot, yet skeptical crowd in Philadelphia. The the smart marks in Philadelphia are second to none, maybe only to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, um, for being in the know, and they, they generally uh, cheer for the heels and hate on the baby faces. And uh, uh, why in God's name the TNA chose Philadelphia, other than I would imagine that uh, 
uh, guys like uh, Devon and Bubba uh, or Blubba would be pushing to have a show there, and uh, uh, they're going to do it, and they better have their A game, as Dave mentioned, uh, come to the forefront. As we see Jerry Lynn interfere in the match and waylay Crimson upside the head as uh, Crimson had Rob Van Dam's leg hooked, and this caused, of course, RVD to be disqualified, your winner, and still undefeated, Crimson, and this, as I suspected, Trey and Dave, might That's... be the impetus behind a possible shenanigan. That was strange. Between Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn. And I got to say, what the fuck? That was strange. I mean, it seems like TNA has a strange finish, usually at least once a pay-per-view. But we haven't seen any roll-ups yet. <laughs> what do you make no, of this, one. We had one. We had one roll-up. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, the Pope rolled up Devon. Yep. You're right. You're right. But now, you know, the uh, thing about TNA, you talk about TNA, their weird finishes. It's like whoever books the end of some of their matches, they don't know how to protect their superstars. You know, yeah. they needed Rob Van Dam to lose, but God, he's such a fucking over babyface. What do they do to protect him? You know, there were other ways they could have gone about this ending. I think this ending is bullshit. I think that they had a great match between Crimson and RVD. Crimson gets the win, as predicted. They've got to protect RVD from getting the outright loss. Jerry Lynn had to have something to do with it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been at fucking ringside. That's why I hate the predictability of the stupid things they do. Because when it comes down to it, when it comes down to predictability on the stupid side, or will they do something amazing and, and have fans talking for months, you can always lean on TNA to do something fucking stupid. And this was it. Right here with a great fucking match. The top two guys on the Bound for Glory series, point total. You give them a great match. You make it too short. You involve Jerry Lynn, who hasn't been around in years. He comes back. Costs yeah. RVD the match, and now you go, okay, are we going to go down the RVD Jerry Lynn road now, or what? We've already seen that. We just saw it in the last pay-per-view, I believe. You know? And I'm sorry, Rob Van Dam is number five on the standings. He's got 25 yeah. points. But yeah, still, because... you don't ruin a good match with a fucked-up ending like that. Yeah, he actually not only gets zero for losing, he loses 10 for the DQ finish, which drops him from second down to fifth. And there only the top four make it. There were a lot of other ways you could have involved Jerry Lynn or cost Rob Van Dam the match, but to just blatantly jump in there and break up a pinfall when you're an outsider, you you Jerry Lynn's been around for how long? He had to know that was going to get Rob Van Dam disqualified. That's just dumb. Yeah, it it is very dumb, uh, Trey and 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 ID, and I I'm just and I hate to do this, and I'm such a, a fan of some of the uh, talent within the TNA company, and and I shake my head from time to time, all too often when it comes to this very issue about finishes of matches. If you look at who is in the office of TNA and their collective experience in the business of professional wrestling slash sports entertainment, booking matches, Vince Russo, Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, Hulk Hogan, the list goes on and on. 
And with the amount of collective knowledge that they have of the industry and how a good match is supposed to be done, how a good story is supposed to be told, you got to shake your fucking head when you see stuff like this and it aggravates the shit out of me to no end when I think, what the fuck are these people talking about when they're force-feeding us this crap when, in fact, the talent is fantastic and until this gets fixed, I know why J.J. has done what he's done, yet I still support it. Uh, I still like, as a fan, to watch it. Uh, I'm a historian of professional wrestling. My family's been involved in it. Yet I really I shake my head and I go, just what the fuck are you doing? Why can't you figure out, if you want to involve Jerry Lynn and have some sort of word-of-the-night shenanigan between Lynn and Van Damme, there are, as Trace so eloquently explained, a lot better ways to do it than what we were subjected to. And that's all i got to say about that. Well, let's uh, move on to uh, looking ahead to match number six, and that is Immortal versus Fortune. And... This time, it's AJ, Daniels, and Kazarian versus Steiner, Abyss, and Gunner. And, of course, uh, later, Bully Ray will face Mr. Anderson. I don't know. Didn't we just see this at lockdown two or three or four months ago? And, and the war that will never continue and nobody ever makes any progress in? Well, we did, but it was a different scenario. This is a different match. It's a lighter match. It's only a three-on-three. Um, looks like you're going to have probably Abyss, Gutter, and Scott Steiner versus Daniels, AJ, and Kazarian for Fortune. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a good yep. match. Let's just hope they don't fuck up the ending. Should be good. Um, Trey, just wanting to get your opinion on Gunner. Now, he uh, has shed his tag team partner. I don't know where Mr. Murphy went to, but... Uh, the guy is getting a lot of wins in the Bound for Glory series, being beating AJ on uh, on house shows that they've shown highlights of on Impact, and he's uh, he's gone from security slash a background player to a major player within Immortal. What do you uh, what do you think of of Gunner, and what do you think of his last three or four months of, of performances? Well, I think TNA's trying to do what everybody says they want wrestling to do, and that's promote new stars. I mean. Prime example of the people out there asking for something, getting what they asked for, and still continuing to bitch just to bitch. You know, everybody's wanting TNA to promote some non-WWE talent. They start doing that, and a guy like Gunner, and everybody's like, oh, but Gunner sucks. Oh, I'm talking about it. Nah, nah, nah. Well, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, what do you think of the man individually? You got some new talent. I think he's a good wrestler. I think he's got some talent. Um... I'm really not big on the whole immortal thing. I like Fortune, but I'm really I'm I'm kind of out on immortal. I'm like it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But you know, it's it is what it is. It's out there. We got to deal with it. But I think that hopefully Gunner, in my opinion, could be that flower that blooms underneath that pile of cow shit. And you know what, Trey, I I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that I would like to see. Uh, immortal bring into the fold maybe somebody else like Gunner 
uh, who needs who, who's basically uh, a newcomer but needs to have the push of the veterans around him, Abyss, Scott Steiner, Bully Ray, so on and so forth. Um, personally, I have been very impressed, and to steal a line from the body, I don't impress easily, um, over the last couple of months with Gunner's in-ring work, his stick work, and his general look, uh, I think that uh, he's progressed maybe more than any other single performer in TNA over the last year. And uh, the push that that they're giving him is obviously for the reason that they think that he can carry the push. I think he's doing a magnificent job. Um, Like I said, I'd like some more younger talent uh, being equally as pushed in um, TNA TNA to go along with... uh, with, with Gunner and and you know what the, the whole feud with uh, with Fortune and Immortal uh, has got to come to some sort of boiling point. Well, I really like Kazarian and and Daniels and AJ. Uh, their work is second to none. Um, and you know about a year ago, if you would have said that uh, that Fortune was a babyface faction, you would have probably slapped me upside the head. But you know what? I think the fans are eating it up, and it's been good. Oh, Fortune's over huge, but the thing about Immortal is they're there for one reason and one reason only, and that's to get Fortune over. They're the bad guys. They're the uh, the people you want to hate. Fortune's the team you want to cheer for. Um, they got great chemistry, and they, they picked the right five guys for the group. Um, you know, I think that as far as Immortal goes, that's what they're there for is to help get Fortune over. But... Uh, you know, Immortal right now is so over that, you know, it's it's they're they're just they're they're just the hottest thing in TNA right now. I agree, and, and you know what? And the thing um, I wanted to add, the thing, one thing I wanted to add. Go ahead. You yeah. know, the people talk about this Bound for Glory series, whether they're on the fence, they like it or they don't like it. One good thing about it is it's given us a lot of outcomes that you didn't expect. There's been a lot of times where I saw somebody go over on somebody, and I thought. Holy shit, I can't believe that. And Gunner's usually one of them. You know, you watch the program, you see that they wrestled at a house show in Biloxi, Mississippi, and Gunner beat AJ, and then Gunner beat somebody else. But then you turn around and they say, well, they also wrestled on Sunday, and -and so-and-so beat Gunner. So, I mean, it's a lot of back and forth and a lot of, you know, spreading the wealth with the victories to where you don't exactly know who's going to come out on top on any given matchup unless it's involving stars like crimson and the top guys that are in the actual bound for glory series well yeah you don't want two or three guys to be 90 percent and the other guys to be 10 percent when it comes to winning percentage in this thing or else it doesn't seem serious so yeah if you can show highlights of of friday night gunner beating aj and saturday night aj beating gunner and then sunday uh i don't know uh Steiner and 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 Gunner beating AJ and and Kendrick or something then then that's that shows you that it is even and that anything on impact is unpredictable and that you you don't know what you're going to see unlike other companies where it's obvious who's going to win a match that's just introduced on the television. Well, and you know what that makes for good storytelling and great television certainly in professional wrestling slash sports entertainment. You never you know, if, and Trey said this a number of times on this and other shows on the network, 
If you know what the fuck is going to be the outcome, it's not interesting. It's when you you sit back and like he just said, you go, what the fuck? Holy shit. I can't believe he won. That's what you want. You want to be entertained and surprised. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think PNA gets it. What they don't get is these fucked up finishes that we've been subjected to over the last few months that really, to me, that's then they've got a number of humps to get over, especially with their marketing and, and you know, and what's going on uh, with with impact. And you, you never really hear much about it other than on spike, which is fine. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. But uh, they do the best that they can. And I think that their self-promotion over the last six months, say, has escalated uh, just a ton and uh, uh, good on them. But they have to get over this. Uh, this meaning the the finishes of the matches. They got to get over this, and and because as as long as this continues to be a black eye and uh, a growing cancer within the company, it 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 divulges their it, or it devises, I should say, uh, a platform for the negativity to continue. And having said that, back to the action in the ring, and I've been highly entertained. I know about you guys so far about this oh, yeah. six-man uh, tag. Whenever you stick Frankie Kazarian, and I, I always love Frankie Kazarian. I'm big on Frankie. Work, and, and my only detraction, Trey, and ID uh, over the course of time with Kazarian has been his kind of nonsensical stick work. But if you put all that aside, Kazarian and, and Styles and Daniels, as a team in a six-man tag match, you couldn't hope to find a better team. And I don't care if you had all the tea in China and all the money in Dubai. You couldn't bet, book a better threesome in a six-man tag than the three of them. And uh, uh, the 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 booking prowess. Speaking of booking prowess, the the booking minds of the of the three of them is second to none. If they wanted to to say, you know what, we need a new direction. Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, Frankie Kazarian, Kamir. Brothers, you got the book. You got this company. Show us what you can do. And you know what? I can say it would be exceedingly entertaining. I've met Christopher Daniels. I've met and talked to AJ Styles. And the two of them, Trey, the two of them, their their knowledge and their uh, their booking knowledge of this business is absolutely second to none. Oh, yeah. And I really I've- enjoy them. I've hung out with all three of them. I've uh, shared suds, buds with both of them, and and uh, you know you can have all the money in Burkina Faso, and you couldn't come up with a better triple threat than AJ Styles, Kazarian, and Daniels. Uh, we need to jump into our quick picks here. So, Internet yep. Dave, lead us off. Well, you know what, guys, I'm going to take uh, fortune here. Like, it was interesting because the build-up to Destination X, yeah, it was AJ versus Daniels. Excuse me, it was uh, AJ. Yeah, it was AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels. And to me, it was hard to figure out if Fortune even existed any longer. So uh, I'm glad to see that they're unified. They're working together. The the match at Destination X was just an exhibition to see who was the best between the two of them. And uh, let Fortune roll. And hopefully, perhaps, at Bound for Glory, not only will uh, Dixie Carter get the, the belt back from the anniversary of 10-10-10, but that Fortune might start actually challenging for some belts after uh, after tonight. Well, I'll go ahead and go next, jump in here, but 
I think if you watched Impact, there's some bad blood between Daniels and Styles. I think that somehow that's going to carry over into this match. And I'm going to take Immortal with a shock win over Fortune. And you know what, uh, Trey, for that very reason with the seed being planted is there uh, was obviously some heat between Daniels and Styles on, on Impact. Um, I see that as being the beginning of something going wrong in the uh, Fortune camp. And uh, for that reason, I agree with you, and I'll uh, go with my pick, quick pick, uh, Immortal. All right, uh, Harmony has Fortune, and JJ has Fortune over Team Imbecile. Team Imbecile? Mm-hmm. I see. All right. I wouldn't even be surprised if Gunner gets the pin that wins the match. Oh, that, that would, that would make sense. Yep. Well, age. Somebody had oh, wow. typed in the chat room earlier that uh, Kazarian is way over underrated. Um, Anthony Farley said that in the chat. I, I'd say Kazarian is one of the most underrated wrestlers on television right now. And uh, I agree. Yep. You know, the guy can do it all. He can wrestle with the big guys. He can wrestle with the little guys. If I was a professional wrestler. I'd want to be that AJ Styles or that Frankie Kazarian that can go with the small guys. I can high fly. I can go with the big guys and tell a good story. And uh, kudos to TNA and Direct Auto Insurance for their new big sponsorship. <laughs> Staring <laughs> us right in the face. Oh, that, that's got to be some uh, major cash in the coffers of uh, the bank account of TNA, obviously. And uh, what a fantastic suicide plancha as administered by... Wow. Uh, Gunner on Frankie Kazarian to the outside as we now see a table coming into play being set up by both Gunner and uh, the big bad booty daddy himself, Scott Steiner. I haven't. I've wanted to say that for a long time. That's that's a great moniker the that he has. Big bad booty. You talk about bad booty motherfucking daddy. You talk about two guys that could be a good tag team together if they wanted to go that route. I think that Steiner, Steiner and Gunner would be a good tag team together. I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, um, as we see the outside shenanigans, that officially is the word of the night, Trey, the outside shenanigans um, between the combatants in the six-man tag, uh, the legal men are now Frankie Kazarian and the monster Abyss. And uh, there hasn't been any dissension so far between AJ and Christopher Daniels, keyword being so far. Well, they've got the they've got Daniels or they got Kazarian in the ring against Abyss, stemming off their feud for the X Division title. And Big Papa Pump comes in to uh, beat down Kazarian a little bit more. Uh, again, one of my favorite guys in the business, Kazarian uh, Steiner, for his age and his stiff ass body, can still go a little bit. But uh, again, I think Immortal has just put on this planet to get Fortune over. And I look for some changes to come in Fortune soon within the next couple months. We'll see if that holds true. But uh, right now, I think Immortal just, you know, uh, they've almost got to go over here for them to have any relevance. I mean, they lose tonight and they come out on Thursday. Who gives a shit? Well, I mean, the whole lack of Hogan and Bischoff in the last couple of weeks has kind of negated their their uh, importance within the company it's like oh yeah these guys are part of the group that actually runs the company folks and has run the company since october of last year so it's uh 
it, it, it is kind of hard to figure out what they're doing, how they're doing it, and what their future plan is because, I mean, once you get on top, you want to stay on top, but it's it's been confusing. But that, that's okay. As, as I stated before, uh, I.D. and Trey, uh, um, if you don't know what's coming at you um, and you're, you kind of have this deer in the headlights scenario whereby you, you're frozen and you don't know what's coming at you, isn't that what you really want? You, you, you don't want it to be whereby, oh, yeah, this is happening, and it did happen, and that's boring. I'd rather have it like this where you don't know what the fuck's going on. And uh, I think it makes for, for good storytelling and good TV, as we see Kazarian hit a beautiful DDT. It was a springboard DDT from the outside, grabbed Abyss, hooked, hooked Abyss with his left arm and gave him a, a picture-perfect textbook DDT on the mat as Kazarian's trying to regain his composure to make a quick tag to either one of his partners, AJ. And it is AJ, and AJ's in, and he jumps uses uh, Abyss's back as a catapult to kick Scott Steiner at the side of the head, and now Gunner's in, and uh, uh, AJ's on a house of fire. You know what? I mean, the only thing with Gunner to me is that it's either him or the camera work, but it, it's just like he's preparing for spots. He's calling out spots that you can see on the television. He, he seems a little robotic when it comes to uh, selling and... Still a rookie. Still, still a rookie. rookie. Still yeah. a rookie. But I think his work has uh, escalated a thousand percent over the last six months for sure. Oh, and there's that, no and, doubt about that. And that's the difference you see. When you see AJ Styles with his his experience coming to the ring and uh, like a house of fire, house on fire, if you will, and uh, take out everybody in magnificent fashion, uh, that just goes to show. You know, I, I, I had uh, uh, a bit of a, uh, a social gathering with, uh, with former longtime Stampede Wrestling booker Bruce Hart, uh, the other day, and uh, for those of you ha that have not read Bruce's book, Straight from the Heart, I highly recommend it. There are some couple of spots in there with some uh, uh, historical uh, errors. However, uh, if you want a good read and be entertained about the inner workings of the industry, Bruce Hart's Straight from the Heart book, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, back to the action in the ring, though. Uh, um, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, uh, wow is all I got to say. If you got to pick one adjective, the adjective is wow. And and this match has been um, very exciting as we see Scott Steiner catch uh, Christopher Daniels in a bit of a DDT and uh, a bit of a Pele kick as administered by AJ on Scott Steiner. Scott powders to the outside and bumps on the back of his head. That didn't feel any good. Uh, but, you know, this match, guys, has been, in my humble estimation, a lot more entertaining and high-flying and action-packed than I thought it was going to be. Well, especially with nine matches on the card, I thought a couple of them would be cut short. Obviously, we could still see that, as the table may come into play here pretty quick. But um, this has been a nice, free-flowing evening. Obviously, uh, Devon and, and the Pope wasn't that long, but who, who knows what could happen right here. Well, they're, Trey, dragging this, they're dragging this one out as long as they can. Ouch. Gunner puts Daniels here through goes, the Here goes. Here goes. Oh, man. <laughs> this Interesting bump. camera angle there. Uh, Christopher Daniels has had a couple of fillings in his, in his life. This table bump has been brought to you by Direct, Direct Auto, Auto Insurance. Insurance. 
Oh, wow. And a, a Pele kick off the second oh, rope. This, that was outstanding. A One, two, salt. and three. Yep. There you go. Fortune. Fortune is the winner. I've seen uh, AJ come up with that uh, Pele kick, Trey, uh, from a number of spots, but not off of a springboard off the second rope. Wow. Wow. That was impressive. All right, well, I let's all right, let's quickly run down what has occurred so far this evening. Uh, Kendrick retains the X title, defeating Aries and Alex Shelley. Tara and Miss Tessmacher retain the knockout tag team titles, defeating Mexican America, obviously Rosita and Sarita. The Pope defeats Brother Devon in the Bound for Glory series. Winter wins the uh, knockout singles title over Mickey James by doing a, a great Muda type of spot uh, as the finish that Mickey couldn't recover from and for five minutes really couldn't recover from it. Uh, Crimson over Van Dam by a disqualification, which means that Van Dam loses 10 points in the Bound for Glory series standings. And, of course, uh, Fortune over Immortal. Still to come, Anderson and Bully Ray, uh, the tag team titles, Beer Money and Mexican America, and, of course, the world title between Sting and Kurt Angle. And uh, as we see an offshoot of the uh, match and Fortune attaining the uh, victory, now we see Gunner and Scott Steiner in the ring accusing the Monster Abyss of him being the reason why they lost the match. So we'll have to see where this takes us. But uh, um, I think what we're going to do is we'll take a network break right now uh, and continue with Sunday Night Showdown here on the SNS Radio Network and our Immortals imploding before your very eyes. <laughs> uh, our continuing coverage of TNA's hardcore justice pay-per-view, uh, along with the Trey Dog, the award-winning co-host of Wrestling News Live and the worldwide phenomenon, Internet Dave. I'm Mark the Shark to Carlo. We'll be right back in just a little bit. Gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Pretty boy, it's on now! 
Ooh. Ooh. We got a 22 deuce. That's a domestic disturbance over at 77 Cordala Street. This is the day in the life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. I don't know if I chose to wrestle or wrestling chose me. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is a part of me. This is something that I can't get out of my head. This is when I go to bed at night. This is what I think about. When you step into this ring, when you step into an impact ring, you got to love what you do. We are more than just entertainment. We are the best at what we do, and what we do is wrestle. Impact Wrestling, where wrestling matters again. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. If you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling, log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. It's Johnny Devine, and you're listening to Sunday Night Showdown right here on the SNS Radio Network, maggot. And welcome back, everybody, uh, here on Sunday Night Showdown here on the SNS Radio Network for our continuing coverage of TNA's latest pay-per-view offering, Hardcore Justice. And coming out of the last match between Fortune and Immortal, it was, in a word, two words, highly entertaining as we see the uh uh the setup for the match between mr asshole and bully ray and uh i mark the shark to carlo along with the award-winning co-host of wrestling news live the trade dog via the uh hardcore apart me by via the headlocks to headlines.com skype line and of course the worldwide phenomenon himself internet dave and guys what's your take on hardcore justice so far well it's not a lot very hardcore obviously it sounds like that that tna is tweeting that we used a table we justified hardcore justice well i don't know quite about that i mean there have been no stipulations for any of these any of these matches which is weird because normally with with a uh, vince russo card there's stipulations for every match so it is kind of strange but Bully Ray and Mr. Anderson, Bully Ray basically cutting a promo during our break that said the biggest mistake that Bischoff and Hogan have made since they took over is Anderson uh, being invited into Immortal even despite losing the the championship at the last pay-per-view and or excuse me at the uh, the TV event after the last pay-per-view after Anderson lost it to Sting and obviously Bully Ray is wanting to be considered as a as a high-level singles wrestler, 
I don't think he'll ever win the TNA World Heavyweight title, but uh, Mr. Ander- Mr. Anderson will probably get it back once once in a while and uh, sooner rather than later, trade on. Well, this will be interesting. I mean, Anderson did win the belt. They turned around and dropped it in the stinger. Um, I just don't see Bully Ray being popular enough, big enough, or over enough to get the win over Anderson. Um, they did all they could to go out and get him to join Immortal. Now, why would they kick him out for no reason? So <laughs> See what's I, going on here. Trey. I gotta go. I gotta go with Anderson here, my friends. All, all right, well, we're, we're gonna pick off. We're gonna kick off uh, quick picks. Oh, and he caught him. It's, <laughs> all, it's almost like uh, Anderson. Mr. Asshole himself had a rearview mirror, and he could see Bully Ray sneaking up behind him while he was doing his own self uh, intro. That was uh, that was quite the spot. Yeah, that was nice. But I mean, this is a uh, let's just say a a blood feud where uh, these guys genuinely hate each other. Uh, obviously, uh, <coughs> Miss uh, <laughs> Bully Ray's that's been funny. been uh, volunteering Mr. Anderson for a couple of. Uh, big matches that he wasn't willing to get involved in himself. Bully Ray wants more of a, a leadership role within within Immortal when Hogan and Bischoff aren't there, and Hogan and Bischoff haven't been there in, in, in quite a while. But, I mean, to me, I initially thought of this when I first heard about it, that it was kind of a letdown for Anderson. Because he goes from four weeks ago to holding the world title to not even considering uh, trying to get a, a rematch out of it, despite how many rematches he requested when he lost the belt the first time, and uh, and now is w- dropping down to Bully Ray's level. But you know what? I guess the promos and, and the, the action on Impact has kind of convinced me that maybe Bully Ray a little bit has kind of come up a bit to Anderson's level rather than Anderson dropping to Ray's level. I don't see how you can say that. You just said yourself he went from being in world title matches to now wrestling Bully Ray, who's never been a world champ. I'd say he's dropped completely down the boat to Bully Ray's level. Well, I think the way that they've sold this match and how important it is, and and why they want to, why each man wants to fight the other man, brings it up a, a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean Our, Bully Ray did did screw Anderson out of the title match. I mean, he blatantly screwed him out of the title match by not giving him the chair and then pulling it out of his hands and making him get rolled up by Sting. Uh, that was for sure. But, you know, like they say in the Old West, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. And if, you know, I'm in a faction with somebody I don't get along with, then I'm probably going to want to take them to the ring and whoop their ass and show that I'm the man over them. And that's what we got right here. Well, you know what, guys? I think it's exceedingly uh, interesting to note that for most of the hardcore wrestling fans slash diehard members of the IWC that generally en masse, everybody shits on Bully Ray for his work as a singles competitor, never maybe even liked the Dudley brothers, the Dudley boys, or whatever name they were using in that particular promotion that they've been in. However... And I've spoken to many, many workers within the industry, both in WWE and TNA for that, and Ring of Honor for that matter, where they all en masse have nothing but good things to say about 
Bully Ray as a human being, forget about the fact that he's in professional wrestling, they all like him as a person. Uh, but as far as being, being within the industry, they all say the same thing. And th this is something to note, that even though his ring in-ring prowess is not fantastic, although in my humble opinion, for a big guy, he can move. But they all are of the same opinion that they believe that his psychology for the business is second to none, and they all really like him. So, you know, some would say that Anderson, obviously being out of the world title picture because Bully Ray, quote unquote, screwed him, is the impetus and the reason for this feud, uh, being both, if not charter members, certainly Bully Ray's a charter member of, uh, of Fortune. Or, pardon me, not Fortune, immortal. But, uh, but Immortal. Um, and obviously with... Anderson being the new kid on the block and the aforementioned dissension, as Stradog uh, pointed out, between the two uh, in Immortal is obviously the reason for this. But my, my point is, is that within the industry, uh, believe it or not, whether you choose to believe it or not, Bully Ray, guys, is very well thought of. Well, I think Bub has done a better job this time when 3D split than he did in WWE when when they were split, when they didn't want to be split because of the uh, of the lot the draft lottery between Raw and SmackDown, I mean, yeah, Brother Devon was his own deal with with Deacon Batista, obviously, but I didn't think Bully Ray did a very good job at all as a uh, singles competitor in WWE. I think he got one Intercontinental Title shot, and that was it. But he's done a, a great job of justifying the, the split. I mean, when a lot of tag teams split up one or both members just kind of disappear and go away. Fizzle, yeah. Yeah, fizzle, and are just used as, as enhancement talent. But Bully Ray's been allowed to use the microphone to justify why he's not just a tag team wrestler. Go ahead, Trey. I'll go with that. Uh, it's unique to see both he and Devon doing so well right now. You know, Devon took the loss earlier tonight. I think his partner's getting ready to join him soon, but or former partner, rather. But, uh, you know, again, I'm not big on Immortal. I'm not big on Bully Ray. I never have been. I think he's an asshole in real life, which that's no reason to fault a person. I'm an asshole in real life, too. But, you know, I just don't see him on the individual level as Kid Anderson. And I thought the other night in the promo that Anderson, as quick as he is with his mouth and he is when he talks on the mic, you know, when, when, when Bully Ray started in on the, you lost the World Heavyweight Championship, the, the, the best thing and only thing that needed to be said was, well, at least I've won one. Go win one. Go win one first, and then you can talk shit on me for losing it. You know, until you've walked a mile in a champion's shoes, you don't know what it's like. You've always had somebody to fall back on. You've always had a tag team partner to carry your ass. When you're a world heavyweight champion, you're on an island all by yourself. All you got to do is go win one, Bubba. Go win a world title, and then I'll let you talk to me. No, and fair enough, and he's not going to win a world title unless the office wants him to. Plain and simple, bottom line. And, uh... Uh, he is being used, obviously, as veteran enhancement talent right now. I'm fine with that. And, uh, you know, you, you need experienced veterans to put over uh, to put over stars. And uh, I think that that has been 
somewhat over the course of time over the last couple of years, maybe the Achilles heel of TNA. And uh, uh, so far tonight, I don't know about you guys, but uh, so far, all in all, I have been entertained by the pay-per-view this evening. And really, isn't that the bottom line uh, as we see uh, uh, Mr. Asshole administer a beautiful uh, DDT on Bully Ray, and they're both trying to get their composure back. But, um, you know, I, I, I think that uh, uh, the bottom line is no matter whether you are a working member of the Internet wrestling community um, and you either are paid to or not paid to dissect, hash, mash, and go over what has is going on within professional wrestling, that sometimes I find that, that a lot of people that do shows, um, certainly not on this network, but on other shows, find it necessary to play devil's advocate all the time and be very negative and cutting and, and call down talent, promotions, booking strategies, uh, and what have you. And I think that we tend sometimes to over-dissect what's going on. And if you really just sit back and watch the product and at the end of the show or at the end of the day, ask yourself, have I been entertained? And if you can honestly answer yes, isn't that really all you want out of this? Yeah, you want to be entertained, you want to have for. a good time, you want to be entertained, you know, pardon me, Trey? That's all I ever asked for in a pay-per-view, so I mean... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there hasn't been a... Sorry, Trey Dog. there hasn't been a lot of garbage uh, promos, there haven't been a lot that didn't mean anything, there haven't been any overly long segments that didn't involve actual in-ring action, there hasn't been a lot of needless sports entertainment, it's just been match one, match two, all the way to what this one is, is match seven, as... Uh, we might uh, want to get our picks in pretty quick, but sure. uh, but make your point, Trado. No, I'm just agreeing with you. I mean, I, I was agreeing with Shark. You know, um, the thing about Bully Ray is he's there to put people over, period. TNA dropped the ball on that when they put him in that match with AJ Styles and the I Quit match, or the last banding match, rather, and then let Bully Ray win. Um, I, I hope to see Anderson win this one here to put Bully Ray back down on the level he should be. Well, and I think we better very quickly uh, get to our quick picks. I'll kick things off this time and uh, and go with uh, the asshole, Mr. Anderson. Yeah, I'm going to go with Anderson also just b- because of what we've discussed, that, that level, that leveling within the, the singles lineup here that uh, are, are involved. I mean, you think about it, Anderson didn't need to be involved in the Bound for Glory series because he's already at that level where he doesn't need that to be a legitimate contender for a title shot. So we all have Anderson. Trey? I got Anderson. I, right. I, I and, said earlier, and, I think Mr. Okay, Anderson sorry, should win sorry, this and, to keep going. Absolutely. Right. And ID, uh, you have the picks of, uh, of uh, Boom Boom and JJ. Uh, Harmony had Bully Ray. Really? Oh, quick turnaround. Oh, that was a nice spot. Uh, Harmony has Bully Ray and... JJ has Anderson over what the fuck am I doing main eventing Bully Ray. Okay. So we got a four Andersons and one Bully. Okay, so the uh, 51% owner, oh my goodness, as uh, uh, Mr. Asso came flying off the top rope and uh, Bully Ray caught him in a uh, uh, cutterish sort of maneuver 
and uh, Anderson kicks out after a two count. But uh, uh, once again, to uh, recap, uh, Boom Boom by herself picking Bully Ray. The rest of us have uh, uh, Mr. Asshole, Ken Anderson, as we see uh, Bully Ray going to the corner and picking up his chain and wrapping, wrapping it around his fist. And correct me if I'm wrong, there is no stipulation in this match like no DQ. So should he use it, I would imagine uh, Bischoff Jr. will DQ Bully Ray. Well, Anderson had... Uh, whoa, oh. botch. He was going to go for a kind of a Samoan drop, but he he dropped him up against the ropes. That wasn't pretty, Dog. I haven't seen it yet. It's about to happen right here. Okay. <laughs> Wow, he's about 10 to 12 seconds behind us. You'll be hollering oh, botch in a second. Him, dropped him into the ropes, which led to a pinfall for a two-count. Right. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I guess th the next question is, when it comes to these uh, WWE guys, Trey, I don't see Masters and Kozlov and Molina uh, coming to, to TNA in, in 90 days, less, nah. less Friday. I, I don't know if they'd really... Fit. Oh, I guarantee you, Molina's in the knockout division as soon as she can get in it. I would suspect where where else is Molina going to go? Really, Molina's yeah. going right to the uh, knockout division as soon as she uh, gets signed. I could agree with you more. I don't think Kozlov will will ever uh, see him. In, in no, uh, no Kozlov. Maybe a guy like Chris Masters. Chris Masters, a, I think, he's could got fit a, in. He's got, he's got a, a little bit of an edge to him. I think he could be a TNA guy. Absolutely. As we see uh, Mr. Asshole Ken Anderson take Bully Ray's yeah. uh, uh, chain and then uh, Bully Ray administering the nutshot uppercut. Rolls Whoa! Up. Anderson for the one, two, three, and boom, boom, boom. Exactly. <laughs> is is uh, victorious in quick picks. Oh, what a nut shot. What a beautiful nutshot uppercut. Funny I should mention Bruce Hart, and then uh, 10 minutes later, uh, somebody administers a nutshot uppercut. But, uh, wow. Ref See? See? Referee taking the, the chain out of the hand of Mr. Anderson, which turned his back to, to Bully Ray. Bully Ray yep. hits the, uh, the low blow and does a schoolboy for, uh, for the finish. Schoolboy slash roll-up? Uh, <laughs> okay, so how many roll-ups is that now tonight? Twice. Anyways, that, that's two more. So that's five in two pay-per-views. Right, right. But, oh, okay. uh, you know, uh, once again, a finish uh, where you're going, wow, did that really happen? As we see uh, Jeremy Boring in the back with uh, Messrs. Hogan and uh, Bischoff, and th they're trying to, uh, yeah, yeah, see, that's that's what they're doing. Uh, Gunner and uh, Scotty Steiner are behind Bischoff and Hogan, and they're shitting all over the monster abyss for being weak. And forgetting who he is. Well, obviously, uh, Bischoff and Hogan are ripping uh, Abyss in the background. I don't know. E Abyss is either a monster hardcore heel or a sympathetic te teddy bear baby yeah. face. There, yeah. There's no middle ground, and, and it goes from like one extreme to the next. See, and, and Bully Ray here is uh, is pissed off because he had a... Uh, a victory over Ken Anderson, and nobody in the rest of Immortal saw it, and, and now he's pissed off. So some double dissension in the ranks of Immortal. Abel Erase pissed off, and even more so, the rest of Immortal is pissed off at uh, at the Monster Abyss as we see the kind of, hmm, 
I wonder what I'm going to do next. Look, <laughs> that abyss had on his, uh, his face as we uh, prepare ourselves for the highly anticipated, I think, uh, tag team championship match, Dave. Absolutely. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a Mexican America against beer money. And who has looked better than Mexican America? in the last? So it's kind of like Budweiser versus Corona. Or, Cer- or Cerveza. Well, Corona says Cerveza, but anyways. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anarchia. Yes. Speaking uh, of beer, and I've, okay. I, I've thought of this many, many times, and I've never had the opportunity, and I'm going to take the opportunity right now. Tradog, my brother, what's your favorite beer? I need to know that. Oh, I got to be a You have to pick guy. one. I'm a Silver Bullet guy. I like Coors Light. Coors Light, Silver Bullet. And you know what? Back in the day when the Shark was running Misty's Exotic Show Lounge here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, yes, formerly sir. known as the happiest place on God's green earth, <laughs> we we had many, many a pro wrestler in over the course of time and, and generally across the board, whether it was the Anvil, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Mick Foley, uh, you, you name it, uh, the Godfather, uh, Charles Wright, um, they across the board. They, their favorite beer was the Silver Bullet, Coors Light, and their favorite shot was Jack Daniels. So, well, what about regular Coors? No, I, I, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Ask Trey. What's that? What about regular Coors? Oh no, I'm not a big fan of the regular Coors. My dad used to drink that when I was a kid, but he moved on to Coors Light, and that's just what I grew up on. And uh, Sarita now has a different mask on, as uh, you wouldn't even think that they had lost their, uh, well, I guess that's the kind of confidence you have to have. Listen, I... Uh, You're stupid Americanos. I, w- I was rather taken aback by the, by the news that you guys uh, broke, or well, not that you broke it, but you, you reiterated it earlier on in the show, because um, Sarita is from my hometown, and, and I had no idea that she was uh, uh, in the middle of battling Bell's palsy and uh, that's that's horrifying for a, a really cute good-looking young in shape effervescent um, performer to be battling this uh, I can only uh, say and I'd like to take time out right now in saying that uh, uh, we on behalf of everybody here at the SNS radio network would like to uh, send out our our uh, get well wishes to Sarita uh, that is certainly a rare a rare uh, medical condition, and uh, hopefully she can uh, overcome it. As we see uh, that the current and reigning TNA World Tag Team Champion, speaking of beer, beer money, Robert Roode and the Cowboy James Storm about to enter the ring. And uh, you know what? Let's, uh, let's focus on the match while it's happening. So let's very quickly now, before this match gets underway, do the roundtable here uh, and, and do our quick picks. And don't forget, immediately following uh, the end of the TNA Hardcore Justice pay-per-view uh, via the headlocks2headlines.com Skype line, Unplug's sensational Sean will join us to give the breakdown and the rundown and announce the victors of quick picks tonight on Sunday Night Showdown. So, uh, Dave, if you would... Kick it off and give us your quick pick 
for the TNA World Tag Team Championship match. You know what? Beer money has been so well built over the last, what, three, three and a half years that it, to me, as one person, it seems, it seems hard to imagine that a team, that any other team can bring them off this pedestal because they've held the belts for so long. They've been together for so long. I mean, obviously, it took a best of five series between them and the machine guns to settle who the better team was in that area. But I don't know. They, I mean, Mexican Americas look good, but it just seems strange that, that uh, Beer Money would not have the tag team titles. I don't think either one of them is going to finish in the top four in order to uh, participate in the Bound for Glory uh, series that will uh, conclude with the top four having their own playoff at the September pay-per-view. But, no, I got beer money here. Fair enough. Uh, Trey Dog, what's your uh, prediction and why? I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Uh, All right. I've got two losses already. This could heavily, in fact, kill my pay-per-view picks. <laughs> but I, I think with Robert Roode's shoulder and James Storm's back injury, I'll pledge that it's a perfect time for them to lose the belts, which eventually splits them up. And I think Robert Roode goes straight up the ladder of the Bound for Glory series to be in that main event. I'm going to take Mexican America by hook or crook to uh, beat Beer Money and take the titles. Very interesting. And uh, for those reasons and many others, uh, i got to go with Mexican America. Um, wow. Um, I just think that for the for the reasons that Trey's you know eloquently explained, and the fact that they need to go, I think, in a different direction. I mean, how many times can you have uh, Mexican America come up on the losing end of the stick? Um, Hernandez and the Chavo Guerrero lookalike, <laughs> and Arkea. Um, and wouldn't you love, just love to see Chavo Guerrero appear as the newest member of Mexican-America? It won't I, happen. I, I, I hope it does. I know it's not going to, but uh, uh, there's too, I think there's too much heat between Chavo and a number of guys on the TNA roster. But uh, I, for one, have enjoyed the uh, uh, the tag team matches between Mexican-America and, uh, and Beer Money. But it's the old story that the heels chasing the babyface champions – can only be sold as a plausible storyline for so long before it comes boring. For it to work, the chasers, the heel chasers, have to, uh, uh, over the course of time, they eventually have to uh, be put over, and then if they want the feud to continue, you have the babyface. The babyface is uh, acting as the chasers, um, I think is what we are going to be fed over the next little while. And for that reason, uh, I'll go with uh, my quick pick being Mexican-America. All okay. right. Uh, both Jacksons have Mexican-America also, so I guess Harmony was out on her own in the last match, and I will be on this one. Dave, you've been out on your own for a long time, <laughs> as we all know on this network, but we're not going to oh, hold boy. that against you. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Actually, your, your performance this evening has been uh, a, a much better than normal. It's above average, if you will. Above average. Well, that's good. Remember above average Mike Sanders? Well, that's I, his I, new lose, I think you should be. Uh, pardon me, Trey? I think you should lose his moniker of Internet Dave, you know, world. No, let's go with above average. I think you average. should go above average Internet Dave. Oh, well, above average Internet Dave. Well, you know okay. what? Well, I've 
I'm not, I, I like that better than the worldwide phenomenon. <laughs> well, I mean, I should say another step closer to dashing. No, you but, know what? That was but, the dumbest moniker you ever had. What are you talking dumbest, about? Dumbest, dumbest, hey. and, and worst. I, I, I kept getting closer and closer and closer. But, let, it, let it be uh, but spoken. But obviously, I don't want to have a, a, a translucent mask on my face to, to eventually get to that level where Would you like a mask? Is. No. We have sting masks. We have Rey Mysterio masks. No. We have... No, you don't want a mask. Well, n- well, not if Cody Rhodes is still uh, suffering from whatever that injury was six months ago. I think you should do uh, SummerSlam next Sunday with a hockey mask. You could be the modern day Jason the Terrible, right? Jason but, the above average terrible. But I- I'm down with what Trey said. I think it should be above average <laughs> Internet Dave. Well, you let's know just what? go with that. For those of you who don't know the story, I've had the name. For... Oh God, here's the story. Oh, shut up. I've had the name for, God, at least eight years because uh, recently quitting uh, WWE superstar Harry, don't call me David Smith anymore. Wait a minute. Did you just tell me to shut up? I I can't remember. Oh, we have a technical difficulty with Dave's microphone. Hang on. Let's fix it. There you go. Go ahead. uh, Harry Smith gave me that name like eight, nine years ago. uh, And he just got future endeavored, and you wouldn't be too far behind. Oh, God. But... uh, (laughs) No, I, I keep that to the end because uh, if somebody like that is wants to give me a name, then, hey, I'm not going to turn it down. I mean, that's how Tyson Kidd and Natalia and and uh, Hotshot Johnny Devine, they all know me that way. So And they all hate you. So I think above average, Internet Dude. Dave is the way to go. And, and you know what? You being only, <laughs> you, you being only one-third of the hosts on this very program, I think that oh, Trey and I – are in agreement it should be above-average Internet Dave. Isn't that right, Trey? Well, JJ seems to think it should be how about below-average Internet Dave. <laughs> Just be- below-average Internet Dave. Slightly okay, below-average well, Internet Dave. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm down with that. I don't think Dave likes it too much. I think he was liking maybe the, the chance of being referred to as above-average, but Trey's suggestion it should be below-average that well, means you'd be hitting no, in no, baseball no. terms. In baseball terms, you you'd be hitting about two eighteen. You'd oh, be God. around the Mendoza line. <laughs> Anyways, um, back to the action in the ring. Yeah, a, thank, a, yeah, a wise, thanks a lot. A, a wise man once said, "We see uh, uh, as uh, Hernandez says it's time pointing to his uh, uh, invisible wristwatch that he gives uh, uh, Robert Roode a big front shoulder tackle." And takes his shirt off, and now he's going to choke uh, Robert Rude with it, and gives him a high uh, toss right onto Rude's uh, back, which he's been favoring for a while now. And you know, you really can't tell whether the apparent quote-unquote uh, injuries that both Storm and Rude have been going through lately are, in fact, in actuality, or a work tray. <laughs> Say that again. I. Are, are are the injuries that TNA is leading us to believe that Storm oh. and and Rude have are really storyline, or uh, is it a work, or or are they, are they an actual pain and and having problems? I think that they're a work. I think that it's all about how they can tease a little bit of the dissension, maybe get a little breakup going on. I mean, uh, these guys are going to end up eventually blaming each other for the loss, and that's going to lead to a breakup. May not be tonight, but it'll be down the road because everybody that I talk to wants to see Robert Roode climb up the singles ladder and get a world heavyweight title shot. 
and I'm one of them. <laughs> um, I, I'm really liking uh, the question that Crelly has posted in the chat in that, you know, some have said that maybe we should run a contest, that in fact there should be a, a, a new nickname established for Internet wow. Dave. But uh, Crelly pointed out, like, how could we do that? Because really, who the fuck is Internet Dave? Which was one of your, which I think was was absolutely not even a shadow of a doubt in my oh, uh, pea brain. Uh, that was your best moniker. Was uh, not even close. Who the fuck is Internet Dave? Straight on. Who the fuck is Internet Dave? That was a memorable night, was it not? If I can the, remember it, yes. Sorry. If I can uh, remember anything that happened that night, yeah. <laughs> I believe Wasted News Live is somewhere. Uh, if you check uh, archive.org, Wasted News Live is there, so uh, you can find out the dawning of the another... The only thing I remember is punching Jody in the face and knocking him out of his chair into the closet door. Wow. <laughs> I thought he knocked you into the closet door so that it would break. No, sir. Not at all. Not even slightly. Oh, okay. I ended up... <laughs> I'd had enough, and my 5'10", 200-pound ass hit him with everything I had. Knocked him out of his chair, knocked his headset off, and I put him through my closet door to where he laid there for about 15 minutes while he still continued to do the show and asked if he could get up, and I said no. That was an interesting evening. From what you can recall of it. And, and I might add, you're not at work tonight, correct? No, that was the only time I ever hit JSK in my entire life. Oh, my God. <laughs> and somewhere up in the big uh, uh, sky right now, he's looking down. But I guarantee you, I gave him everything I had to knock his 6'8", 260-pound ass out of that chair and through my closet door. <laughs> and I think one day, when you meet up with JSK once again in, in the big uh, studio in the sky, that he's got one up on you, and, and brother, he's going to waffle you ten ways from yeah. Sunday. I'm going to get tatered, I guarantee it. Yeah, he's going to tater your ass, and you ain't going to even see it coming. <laughs> Big Frankensteiner off the top rope as administered by James Storm on, uh, Dave, what's his name again? Anar fucking Kia. And oh, he kicks out at two and three-eighths. And uh, Hernandez on the outside of the ring, and Bobby Roode is on the ring apron uh, waiting for something to happen as we see uh, uh, Hernandez. Pulling Bobby Roode off of the ring apron, and Roode catches his forehead on the ring apron. Hernandai with the big shoulder tackle on James Storm, and Arkea catches him one, two, and oh, a last second kick out by James Storm. Uh, and yeah. uh, uh, Hernandai is instructing Anarchia to get up to the top turnbuckle, and this isn't looking good for James Storm and the tag team of Beer Money as. Uh, Hernandez goes for a vertical suplex, and uh, James Storm reverses it, double knees, and here comes Anarchy off the top oh. rope, pushed off by Bobby Roode. James Storm hooks both legs, one, two, and three, Hello. and Beer Money retains the TNA World Tag Team titles, and the uh, the network hosts not doing well. Well, I went from being I went from being perfect to losing like three in a row. I'll take that one. I'll take that solo point for myself. 
But yeah, wasted news oh, live. Oh come on, those... Dave! It's not about the the solo yourself. It's about the team. The team. I agree. It is about the team. I will take uh, that point, however, to add to the the team total, and obviously we will have the team totals. But once, I mean, Sean will be the first caller once the pay per view signs off. But we will be taking calls in the official Hardcore Justice post game show tonight, so we can get your thoughts on uh, this pay-per-view and the week that was and any suggestions for new nicknames for me, apparently. But yeah, Wasted News Live is on uh, uh, Wrestling, uh, Wasted News Live is on WrestlingNewsLive.2K and it is also uh, at uh, archive.org and of course it was just posted in the chat room but for those of you listening in the uh, in the archive and have no idea what we're talking about, uh, archive.org and just type in Wasted News Live and uh, you'll be able to find that MP3 and you will probably laugh more in those 65, 70 minutes than you'll laugh uh, probably all year long. Well, and you know what? This is as good a time as ever to take our uh, last network break of the evening uh, uh, for TNA Hardcore Justice pay-per-view here on Sunday Night Showdown. Uh, we'll be right back here on the SNS Radio Network along with the Trey Dog. Internet, we're going to come up with a new nickname for you, Dave. I'm Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Don't go anywhere. Approve. We'll be right back. You don't have to approve anything. Ah. We're going to break. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Good hello. I am Sergei Heminov, Russia's three-time World Rubik's Cube champion of the Rubik's Cube. When I relax, I like to make sexy with woman. But in spare time, I listen to radio on interwebs. I like to have opinion and ask questions to people who are the best. If you are like me and like to make sexy with women and listen to radio, then you need to listen to what wood fans do. A show that is for the fans. The people like me, the people like you, and the people like me. Remember to send your emails for opinion, ideas, suggest, or Molotov cocktails to wwfd at ymail.com. Join Mr. Nem, Mr. Zod, and Mr. Diablo for What Would Fans Do? Download every Saturday on here, the SNS Radio Network. Now join in in having some vodka. Oh, what? You're 15? Never too young to have vodka. Have some vodka. Hmm? No. 
his quality vodka, not like this accent. right out in the space. Oh, it'll calm the nerves down. What could go wrong? <sighs> that is the last time I am trusting a Ferengi. Oh, the gold press. Ah! Would you shut already? I didn't do anything wrong to you. He's right over there. <sighs> hey, folks, I apologize. I'm being chased over by the empire of all people. I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, I just said that the freaking J.J. Abrams is an idiot and the Fletcher dish is... Ugh. But, I mean, the Millennium Folk is right over there. The, the, go after them. They did something wrong to you. <sighs> but I do have a few seconds to remind you guys to check out the Elite Force Podcast located over at www.eliteforcepodcast.com also over at www.snsradionetwork.com and chrisjonesgaming.net Each and every week the Elite Force Podcast covers some of the top news going on in the world of science fiction and also pays tribute to some of the greats that have paved the way to making science fiction one of the great genres of entertainment So check out the Elite Force Podcast Every Wednesday and Sundays with your hosts William Walkie Walker, Philip Mindwhite Morris, and Chuck W. Over at EliteForcePodcast.com, the SNS Radio Network, www.snsradionetwork.com, and ChrisJonesGaming.net. Now, before I get blown up, I gotta go evade these Empire people. <sighs> oh, wait, wait a minute. Oh, a big giant asteroid with a hole in it. Oh, I've got to go fly into it. I mean, what's, what are the chances? What are the chances that a big worm could be in there? Oh, what could go wrong? Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNAondemand.com. The place to access over 300 hours of classic TNA programming. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. TNAondemand.com is the ultimate resource for pay-per-views and exclusive TNA programming. Log on to gain instant access to every TNA DVD ever released. Go to TNAondemand.com to get started right now. Christopher Daniels and the gospel according to the fallen angels says that you are listening to the SNS radio network. And welcome back, everybody, for our Sunday night showdown here on the SNS radio network as our continuing coverage of TNA's latest pay-per-view offering, Hardcore Justice, continues right now, uh, along with the award-winning co-host of Wrestling News Live, the Trade Dog, uh, Internet Dave, I'm Mark the Shark DiCarlo, as we are getting ready for the highly anticipated match between Olympic gold medalist and former world heavyweight champion Kurt Angle and 
the one and only iconic Cesar Romero wannabe, <laughs> as is so eloquently pointed out by J.J. Stexy himself, the current and reigning TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Sting. And this should be, Trey Dog, a really good match. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this because I don't know where Sting is going to go to get out of this crazy-ass Sting gimmick he's got going on. Kurt Angle is Kurt Angle. I mean, he's going to put on a five-star match, guaranteed. And, uh, you know, Sting doesn't usually let you down, even though he's up there in age. I'm looking forward to a good title match. Let's let's cross our fingers and hope for the best. No question. And, and you know what? And I think if you look back at the TNA career of Kurt Angle, no matter who he's in a match with, he in the way that he works, ID, elevates his opponent tenfold. Well, I mean, it was interesting that on Impact, they showed highlights of the Kurt Angle-Sting empty arena match. Of course, they had to cut out all the uh, all the Kevin Nash references, as we saw. But it's, it's interesting because, I mean, Sting's issue is with Immortal, Bischoff, and Hogan, and... It's not with Kurt Angle, so it's that mutual respect match in the middle of this feud where uh, where Sting wants to give the uh, the title of the company back to Dixie Carter. So, but at the same time, they book this whole Jeff Jarrett versus Kurt Angle number one contendership match for when they faced each other the last time, which kind of puts a roadblock in Sting's ultimate goal. Well, and here's the uh, the whole scenario, and I think that given the fact of how Dave just explained it, and rightfully so, that you have to think that finally, after the chase, and really they haven't had much of a feud as we look at Kurt Angle in his Captain America singlet uh, this evening, and uh, Sting reverting back to, and it's nice to see Sting not wrestling in a t-shirt for a fucking change, um, that this very new feud between Sting and Kurt Angle, uh, coming off the, the whole rouge and swerve, if you will, that Sting, in fact, was the voice of the network, when in fact... That was hilarious. Yeah, well, it was either hilarious or you hated it, um, that the offshoot of that is this match, this world title defense... And, uh, you know, they've been dangling the whole is Kurt Angle going to be the new world heavyweight champion carrot in front of our faces for quite some time. Um, I have rather enjoyed the interaction between Cesar Romero Sting and Kurt Angle. And uh, I, I can't imagine, and I think that we'll segue into quick picks right now, and I'll go first. Um, I think that when you really look at the feud in its infancy stage between Sting and Kurt Angle, that this is only going to work if, in fact, Angle still chases. I don't think that they would book Angle to go over tonight, it being the first really meaningful match between both Sting and Kurt Angle. And for that reason, my quick pick is that Sting retains. Trey, would you like to go next? 
Well, I think something's going to end up happening that's going to cost Kurt Angle. But I think with the direction Sting is going and his purpose for having the title, unless they can come up with something that really makes a whole lot of sense, how can he possibly lose the title and still continue on his quest? So I'm going to go ahead and go with Sting to retain. Uh, and that is, uh, I can't think of a better reason than that, why they would leave the strap on Sting. Uh, Dave, go ahead. You know, it, it's exactly the same thing. I mean, this has been the leading angle, the majority of the show for the last four or five weeks since Sting got the belt back. And that's been his ultimate goal. I mean, putting all the paint on, uh, on Hulk Hogan and saying, hey, Terry, you can change this. You can make it the way it's supposed to be. Does this mean that Sting and Hogan are actually going to have a match? I certainly hope not, based on all of Hulk Hogan's back issues. But uh, yeah, how do, how does he con- how does he continue on this goal if he doesn't have the belt? Because all Bischoff and Hogan have talked about is whoever has the belt has the power. And I mean, Kurt Angle just wants the belt back. So yeah, let's go with Sting. Well, there you go. And uh, Dave, if you would be so kind as to Give us both JJ and Boom Boom's quick picks. Uh, Harmony has Sting, and JJ has Cesar Romero Sting. <laughs> uh, nice. And and you know what? And coming out of this, if in fact Sting goes over, I would suspect that he would. There would be some sort of controversy. Trey, if if you could chime in here, controversy surrounding the the finish because if you put Sting over clean, what the hell in God's name do you do with Kurt Angle? Well, that's a good question. I know Kurt wants to take some time off to train for the Olympics. Maybe this is a way to get him off TV for a little while. Um, I, I don't know. But you can't really have a clean finish to this match without hurting the other guy. That's what sucks about the situation we're in right now. Um, at least quickly thinking, I don't know how. I, I don't know how you could have a clean finish that wouldn't hurt Kurt Angle in any way. Um, he has always said that Sting is the one guy he can't beat one on one. Let's see if they hang their hat on that. We don't know. Um, but like I said. In order for Sting to pursue his quest of getting the, the, the company back to Dixie, he has to have the belt. And I see no way of him losing that tonight and him continuing on his quest unless they outthink me, which is possible. I doubt it, but we'll see. Well, here's the situation, and I, I'm just thinking about this out loud, and that what if Immortal has some involvement in the finish whereby um, – Sting goes over, yet Angle is not made to be look look to be made weak, right? Because of the finish, and that's what and, I'm afraid of. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid yeah, of another what... another run in bullshit finish yeah. after a great match where Immortal's going to try to go over and accidentally fuck up and let Sting retain, and then right. we're going to have all the internet folks jumping on, going, "Oh goddamn, another bullshit ending to another TNA title match, the main event's pay per view." Well, Trey, you didn't dislike the whole thing where uh, Anderson retained the title over Sting with the the fake three count. I thought that was a pretty pretty uh, cool idea. 
I thought it was different. That's what I liked about it. Right. So, I mean, it basically, let's just say it wasn't 100% hate on that finish, but, I mean, none of us like the uh, Jerry no, it was Lynn, just about, Bob Van It was about, 70, about 75% confusion on the internet crowd. Right. And I guess confusion can, can lead to hate when that's uh, the majority of the audience, Shark. If, well, if when you're in the, the when you're in the arena and when you're in the arena and you don't even know the outcome, you're you're stumped because you 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 couldn't even tell what happened when you're in the arena. It's pretty hard for the internet crowd to get it too. But yeah, confusion. Like I mean, you've booked uh, wrestling shows, Shark. Confusion can be uh, maybe just as bad, if not worse, than people hating something. Well, sometimes confusion leads to a bit of uh, a bit of anarchy amongst the fans when uh, anarchy. Uh, yeah, not anarchy, but anarchy uh, amongst the fans when they when they really enjoy a match, yet they perceive to be the finish uh, somewhat fucked up and and non-believable, and, and they really hate on it. Something fierce. When speaking uh, of anarchy, uh, yeah, you yeah. fucking dirty Mexicans, I'm never picking you again. I hope you all end up back in fucking Guatemala <laughs> or wherever the fuck in Mexico, or cer- certainly not Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> no, I don't go to Cancun either because we like to claim that as American soil. Yes, yes, yeah, and, and yeah. I guess uh, uh, Trey's suffering a bit of butt hurt from the uh, Mexican America uh, loss uh, on on Hardcore Justice tonight. You uh, can't you can't beat a guy with a bad back and a guy with one arm. What what fucking odds do you have to ever win the belts? Go away. Well, may, maybe they had more of a fight on their hands, Trey, with the office than their opponents. Just a theory. Just a theory. I don't know why they don't pull the trigger and make them chase for a little while. I mean, everybody needs to chase. I know. And, and, and I can only surmise that the office doesn't think that Mexican America are ready. And well, it's just I, like when you're 16, you're wanting that first piece of pussy. You chase it for months and months. And it's so much better when you finally get it than if you had just turned 16 and they walked in and got naked for you. And you see, it, that's the ultimate finish in a teenage booking scenario. You know, you, you want to have the chase, yet when you get the piece of pussy, it's so you much sweeter. You may not sweeter. know what to do with it, but goddamn, it's <laughs> a whole not. lot better once you chase it and finally get that motherfucker to lay down for you. That, that's right. That's right. And, and, and once it lays down and, and, and you, you, di- you did your diddle, you did your hey diddle diddle uh, for about 28 Whoa. seconds. Whoa. For, your, for about 28 seconds. And you look back and you go, Wow, that was a great 28 seconds. Too bad I couldn't last 58 seconds. Once you give her the best 30 seconds of your life, you're like, oh, God, I can't wait to do that again. And, and you know what? Back in the day, Which was a Wednesday. there was no Cialis or <laughs> or anything else. That, that, uh, that Anyways, I don't know how. The, has it broken down? I would say so. I don't, know about you, dude. I don't know about you, but I'm 36, and I still don't need that shit. So speak for yourself. Uh, I, I don't need have any use for it either. Anyways, uh, for different reasons. However, um, as a wise, months, wise man once said, who obviously didn't take Cialis or Viagra, back to the action in the ring. <laughs> um, Kurt Angle is sending the top turnbuckle because he's going to go for a uh, reverse belly-to-back moonsault, and Sting rolls out of the way, and Angle catches nothing but Matt in his uh, uh, lower abdominal area. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Or even lower than that. Well, I mean, Sting didn't have his face uh, completely done up to begin with, and uh, 
he's got a lot less face paint now than he did at the beginning of the match. At, but there is one guy in the front row who he could probably borrow from if he needed to. Yeah, except the, he's uh, painted up in classic Sting black and white and not Sting Cesar Romero paint. He looks more like the dumbass from Scream than he does Sting. No kidding. As uh, Sting has a uh, kind of half-assed scorpion deathlock administered on Kurt Angle, he's not even sitting back on Angle's back, uh, which leads you to believe that Angle will make it to the ropes and break the hold. Um, I'm not sure what TNA is going to do post this match tonight, but uh, I am sure of one thing, and that's that I'm never quite sure. Well, a quick uh, baseball update. Uh, oh, the Yankees just hit a grand slam. Who got it? I uh, don't know yet, but uh, the, now they go up five to one. Wow. Sean, tell me who hit that grand slam, and please say it was Curtis Granderson. Grandy's been been uh, Grandy's been off the hook tray for the last couple of weeks. He's been hitting everything. Anyways, one of the one of the best moves I made all year was trading to get that guy. Oh yeah. Yep. Trey, your uh, your mixer or whatever is going a little bit in and out there. And just to, just to think that he just finished saying he doesn't need any Viagra or Cialis, and you just say that he's going in and out. Anyways, I, li- I like going in and out. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask Trey what what he prefers, going in or go, going out, but I, I won't even go there. Uh, anyways, uh, look at this. Sting has a an angle ankle lock on Kurt Angle. Uh, fairly much in the middle of the ring, although it's uh, it's a half-ass kind of an- ankle lock. Not and, funny, Sean. Not funny. What did Sean type? What did that bastard uh, Sean type? He was it? just kidding. Nobody hit a grand slam. Oh God! And 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 uh, Bronxy in the chat, obviously a Yankees hater as well. Well, you know what they say: either you love the Yankees or you hate on the Yankees. And now a reversal of fortune. No pun intended. Kurt Angle slapping the Scorpion Deathlock on Sting. And he's holding his own ankle to sell the fact that he was hurt by Sting administering the ankle lock on Kurt Angle. Wow, sort of a a good reversal of fortune. (laughs) So to speak. Yes. All right, just a quick recap as to what has occurred already tonight here at uh, Hardcore Justice. Uh, Kendrick retains his X Division title, defeating Austin Aries and Alex Shelley. Tara and Miss Tessmacher retain the knockout tag titles. Uh, the, the Pope defeats Devon in the Bound for Glory series. Mickey James loses her knockout singles title to Winter. Crimson stays undefeated, defeating Rob Van Dam via DQ. Fortune defeats Immortal in the six man tag. Bully Ray over Mr. Anderson and beer money over Mexican America. And more importantly than any of that, just to uh, equate a plausible response to JJ's assertion in the chat that the shark at some point had some erectile dysfunction with the dorsal fin, I beg to differ, my good man, COO of the network, uh, from all those years that the Sharkettes walked away from a stampede wrestling ring with smiles on their faces, it was only because... The Sharkettes were paid with the Sharks' fat wallet, and well, we won't even go with the rest of it. So I beg to differ, my good man. 
Back to the action in the ring. <laughs> As we see Kurt Angle with the angle lock, ankle lock, uh, back on Sting. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> Sting looks like he's about to tap. Sting looks like he's about out of gas. I know. He's, uh, he's definitely blown up. And it looked like a couple of times uh, in the match tonight, it looks like he was uh, about to tap like Sammy Davis. In Seguri by Kurt Angle to uh, lead to a ref bump as he uh, hit yeah, he the caught, ref. caught Brian Hebner with that uh, in Seguri. He hit the ref and yep. not Sting. So uh, a ref bump uh, was probably expected here in the last 20 to 30 seconds based on where Brian Hebner was standing. But now all three men are down, Dog. And some uh, Hulk Hogan with a chair. You had to know. You knew it was going to happen. Oh, boy. We saw this for Bound for Glory where all those guys got involved to get Jeff Hardy the victory to, and ID, to lead to all the shit that happened. ID, I guess it's a quiet night in the uh, in the Hart and Shamrock households, as uh, JJ has posted uh, in the chat that via their Twitter accounts, uh, that both Hart and Shamrock are uh, a little miffed because uh, they think that that uh, Angle and Sting are using their finishes. You know what? Bret Hart and Ken Shamrock, you can both go fuck yourselves. How about that? Uh, How about now, wouldn't that? this be a good time for a babyface Jeff Hardy to return? Wow. Well, there there's a bit of a scenario as we see uh, Angle waffle Sting with the chair. Of course, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett is the uh, Mexican heavyweight champion right now with the Angle Slam on Sting. One, two, and... Three wow. in your new Holy TNA cow. World Heavyweight Champion, believe it or not, is Kurt Angle as a look of disdain has come over the mush, the face of Hulk Hogan. Or is it me, guys, or does Hulk Hogan look bad? He look he's aged. Starting to old, he's starting yeah, to age. He definitely. looks about eighty. Well, Angle, this makes no sense. Angle was ready to. Uh, well, Angle did take the chair away from Hogan, then hit Sting in the back himself and got the uh, got the Olympic slam. One, two, three. And so again, Hogan is or again. Angle has not been able to beat Sting without somebody else's help. Exactly. And now what does this mean? Does this mean Kurt Angle joins fortune or excuse me, joins Immortal? We have to wait four days to find out. So. There's your big cliffhanger for Impact. No kidding. Stiffer than a $5 bottle of vodka. Thank you, everybody. Well, why, does Hogan look, why does Hogan look pissed off? He got what he wanted. Exactly. I don't get that. I agree with you, Trey. Like, why is Hogan mad? He got what he wanted. Sting is no longer the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Yet, it's and no whole... different than Angle taking the chair from him and, and hit. I mean, it's no different than Angle just standing there and letting Hogan hit Sting with a chair. Correct. Correct, and Hogan gets what he wants. Sting's no longer the champion, and oh, I can't wait to grade this pay per view. Well, and, and we'll get to it. We'll get to and, it. And very, we'll get very to soon. it. Absolutely. absolutely. Hey, we said absolutely at the same time. Uh -oh. we, we we might we have to get a bonus bonus point for that. That's true gimmick infringement if I've ever seen it. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I had to as the pay per view went to black. I have just switched the uh, videotron here in the satellite studio. Uh, of the SNS Radio Network to the ESPN feed, uh, top of the seventh. And the I'm seeing no yeah, Grand Slam. There's no Grand place. Slam. That was a work. That was a baseball, Major League Baseball work in the chat. Who typed that, Dave? Sensational. 
Sensational that bastard, that bastard, that sensational sequel, sensational Yankee bastard. Hater, that bastard. Wait till he's on, given the uh, uh, results of Quick Picks tonight. There was no fucking Grand Slam. It was all the work, and I fell for the work. It's 1-1, Yanks, Red Sox, top of the seventh. Now, here's the deal. I'm not yeah. going to get all butt, butt hurt and cry because, oh, my God, TNA did something that didn't make any sense. And, oh, my God, whoa, it was me, TNA. Nah. It was a pay-per-view. I was entertained. It's over with. It was my fun. life yeah. goes on. I still got to go to work tomorrow. I still have to do Wrestling News Live. I still have Raw to watch. I got to tie my shoes when I put them on. I got to drink some water when I wake up. I got to take a piss. I got to smoke some cigarettes. I got to live my life. Life goes on. Don't get all fucking butt hurt and try to jump off a tall fucking building, all right? It's not the end of the world. And you know what? Really, uh, storyline-wise, I think it's uh, rather cool that uh, TNA decided to uh, put the strap back on Kurt Angle arguably, unequivocally, not even close with on beyond a shadow of a doubt, the most believable world heavyweight champion that they actually have on their roster. So why not put the belt on that guy? And you know what? They swerved the shit out of us two or three times on the show. Number one, they swerved us a couple times on the show. Number two, now it's on them. Now it's on TNA. Now it's on the riders. They've got to make this shit make more sense. They've got to give us a new path. They've got to give us a new reason and a new way for Sting to carry on his struggle and his feud with Hogan and Bischoff and not be in power of holding that title belt. Now what do we do? We've got to got we got to we got to figure it out from scratch. We got a whole new storyline coming on. So at and least is, things have changed. Absolutely, and and this is this is a good thing. I put out there. This is a good thing. It's like now you want to watch Impact on Thursday because it's like, hmm, wonder what they're going to do with Kurt Angle. Who is his next opponent and feud going to be with? Hmm. I wonder what they're going to do with Sting. How is Sting going to interact with with Immortal and what they're what they're going to do with him and the whole Dixie Carter situation? I, I think that as a whole, th- this pay per view was interesting and it had some twists and turns and the only thing that uh, that I personally didn't like was obviously the finish with with RVD and uh, uh, and Crimson and the interaction and, and the way that uh, uh, for no apparent reason other than the fact that he thought he was saving his little buddy RVD that Jerry Lynn caused RVD to get DQ'd. Uh, yeah, we'll see though that's another one of those things that I'm not excited about it now, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they convinced me that it was a good idea when we when we watch Impact. To me, I think it's ridiculous for a veteran of Jerry Lynn's stature to interfere in a match that way, knowing it was going to cost him the match. Yeah, that, that just has... You, you would think a guy like Jerry Lynn would have been a little bit more sneaky about it. And, and that the fans would think that what happened was like, huh? What? Jerry Lynn's been around for how many years that he would know that interfering like that would, would cause Rob Van Dam to get DQ'd. Um, the only thing that I could think would be a believable offshoot of that is that we are now going to be fed, ID, uh, maybe a feud, which I can only hope for. I said that at the time uh, for a feud between Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam. But you know what? Um, 
Dave, I don't know what is... Uh, uh, well, Sean will be back in a few minutes, but... Uh, why don't we go... Uh, well, want to go ahead and grade the pay-per-view Well, first? yeah. Well, what I was thinking is, guys, I'll feed you the matches in order as all nine occurred. You guys give me a couple minutes about each one, and by that point, Sean will be ready. We'll get through Sean, then we'll get through calls about this pay-per-view. Don't forget the next TNA pay-per-view, No Surrender, uh... I guess they were praying for uh, the NFL lockout to go a little longer, too. Opening day, September 11th. Oh, uh, fuck. 6 p.m. East uh, Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. No surrender, 2011. On 9-11. Next TNA pay-per-view. <laughs> Who knows? Well, and and you know, know what, Trey? I, I, I don't have a window open and available, but uh, I, I don't know what uh, is the first Sunday night matchup of the NFL season, but maybe you can uh, have a look at the schedule and let, let us know what game we're going to be up against. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, listen, that should be interesting. Don't forget, uh, one week tonight, uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California, as we just see the Yanks go yard, and that's no work, and it's two-run. Brett Gardner is fifth of the year. Uh, I shouldn't be doing baseball shit. Anyways, um, one week tonight from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, it's uh, World Wrestling Entertainment's 2011 SummerSlam. And, of course, we'll be back at the International uh, Home Office head studio of the SNS Radio Network. Uh, JJ Allcap Sexay to host Harmony Boom Boom, I believe, as far as I know, will be joining us uh, in uh, in the home studio, uh, Internet Dave, yours truly, uh, the Trey Dog. And, yeah, uh, next Sunday, and SummerSlam. We, next Sunday, and uh, what a star-studded cast of characters and matches SummerSlam is shaping up to be. And uh, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be outstanding, of course. Tomorrow night on Wrestling News Live, uh, the Trey Dog and... JJ will be interviewing and talking to uh, Devin Hannibal Nicholson about his uh, recently incepted $6.5 million civil lawsuit against Larry Sharp, Abdullah the Butcher, for a number of things, not the least of which is the unauthorized blading and subsequent contraction of hepatitis C, which basically, in a nutshell, cost... Devin Hannibal Nicholson, his career in World Wrestling Entertainment, or at the very least, the ability for him to be signed by World Wrestling Entertainment to a developmental deal in Florida Championship Wrestling. Tomorrow night, 11.30 Eastern, 9.30 Mountain, 8.30 Pacific, here on the SNS Radio Network, JJ Sexay and the Trey Dog host the award-winning Wrestling News Live. All right. So, guys, a uh, couple minutes about each match here, and uh, just give me your, your thoughts as we'll go through it in order, as we usually do on these TNA shows. Kendrick retains his his uh, World X Division title by uh, defeating Alex Shelley. Austin Aries in the three-way dance, but Aries wasn't part of the, of the finish and part of the pinfall, so he came up to Kendrick and said, hey, you haven't proven nothing to me because you didn't pin me in the middle of that ring. So, uh, Trey, what's your thought on uh, on that situation going forward? Well, I think that was probably the match of the night. 
almost. I mean, they, they had a great match. They told a great story. They had a clean finish. They entertained. And not only that, but they set us up for next week and the next pay-per-view as we'll probably get what we want, which is a one-on-one match with Austin Aries and the champ, Brian Kendrick. So all in all, probably a four- or five-star match right there to kick off the show. Shark? Uh, I'm sad. I'm upset. All right. Well, Brian Kendrick probably won't win. No, not about that at all. No, 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 no. Not not about that at all. Uh, I just got the update via the chat that uh, the TNA pay-per-view in September will be up against (laughs) none none other than Plexico Burris and the New York Jets facing Tony the Romo Homo and the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, I got to say that if we're going to do it here, we're going to have to have an auxiliary TV up Uh, above. We can arrange that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Um, I I thought, like Trey and I, I'd said going into the pay-per-view that – the opening triple threat between Kendrick, Aries, and uh, Kendrick, Aries, and, and, Alex and Alex Shelley had match of the night written all over it. And I uh, I think that for it to get match of the night, it could have gone a little bit longer, but uh, I was highly entertained. I thought that the... Uh, uh, I thought that the, the Fortune Immortal match w- was good as well, but uh, I, I really enjoyed the opening match on the card, too. Trey Dog got Tara and Miss Tessmacher retain the knockouts tag team titles. Which is a good thing because they just won them a week or so ago, two weeks ago on Impact. Um, why not? I mean, Miss Tessmacher's Miss Hooters USA. Cash in on that if you can. She's got a great rack. Tara does a good job in the ring wrestling. She covers enough that all Miss Tessmacher has to do is come in and take bumps and make a hot tag. So, uh, as far as the women's titles are concerned, I think that the, the women's tag titles are useless. They don't have enough women for that division. But who knows? Maybe they got Molina and Gail Kim coming into the division soon, hopefully. So, uh, as far as that goes, it is, it is what it is. It was what it was, and the right people retained. Shark uh, Pope reluctantly defeating Brother Devon in a mutual respect match that seemed a little strange when it's a... D- a double babyface situation. Hated it. Absolutely hated it. I hate the whole program between Devon and the Pope. I don't hate Devon or the Pope. I just hate the program. And the best thing about that program is when it's over. Yeah, and that's okay. all I got to say about that. Uh, Shark, I'm sorry, uh, Trey Dog, Mickey James loses her singles women's title. I thought he was going to say loses her virginity, but that would be a work. To winter via the uh, the great Muda red miss spot. That was an interesting way to finish it. Yeah, something totally different than, that, than any of us were expecting. Um, I thought if she was going to lose, it would be due to Angelina Love's interference, and we might get a Velvet Sky rundown, but not so much. Um, I think Mickey's just going to take some time off. And she's been hitting it pretty hard since she's been there doing a lot of house shows and a lot of side work for TNA, doing appearances. Um, putting the belt on Winter is uh, still a decent move. It's a lateral move for the women's division there. So I don't have any butt hurt towards that. Um, I like Winter. Let's see what she does now as the champion. How long will it take Angelina to turn on Winter because she wants the belt also? 
Bingo. So, you know, I mean, that's probably the, the way they're going to end up going. So we'll see what happens when it happens. Shark, uh, obviously there's something going on between Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam, but the idea that I'd like you to talk about is the fact that Crimson is still the leader of the Bound for Glory series and still undefeated and still uh, w- rolling on whatever role they want this to be. Well, they're obviously uh, in the office of TNA pushing Crimson to the moon along with, uh, I, I'd say, the only other you know relative newcomer, uh, rookie, not really raw rookie, but green, greenish member of the roster that they're pushing is uh, uh, Gunner. Um, and I, for one, am, am fine with it. Uh, you know, you need to push Crimson. I, I think that uh, eventually, uh, I'm not sure whether in the in the foreseeable future you'll see a belt around him, but, uh, uh, you know, they have to develop new stars. And, yes. uh, you know, TNA for for a long, long time, certainly in the in its infancy back some nine years of the Wednesday night weekly pay-per-views, every week you turned it on and there were new guys coming in from all over the world, whether it was Japan or Mexico or Canada or Europe. Um, and, and you never knew who was going to show up on, on weekly Wednesday night pay-per-view. And that was exciting. Um, and, and Trey and I talked about it earlier. earlier um, if you don't know what's going to happen, it makes it interesting to watch. And, uh, I, for one, am looking forward to, uh, uh, to see what's going to happen and how the office is going to handle the furtherment of the career of Crimson. Well, and here's something I wanted to chime in on, too. You know, what a, it's, it's interesting. I've talked about painting yourself into a corner before. They've painted themselves into a corner. Now we got to see how they paint themselves out. That's going to be the interesting part of it all. And the best thing that can happen to uh, a guy like Gunner is to continue on in this Bound for Glory and be successful in this Bound for Glory tournament. But, you know, Monday night or Thursday night, it'd be great to see Hogan and Bischoff berating these guys in the ring for losing to Fortune. The best thing that can happen to a guy like Gunner is to be the one guy that breaks out of that group first and becomes the instant baby face because he can pull it off. He could be the guy to break out of the mortal and say, I don't need this shit. I can do, I can do just, I'm doing just fine on my own. I don't need to be told what to do and how to do it by a couple of has-beens that ran one company into the ground already. I think I'll take my chances on my own. Be the guy that breaks out of that group, become the instant baby face, and uh, start with a great solo career. Well, Shark, that uh, is part of the bigger picture that Fortune, A.J. Daniels, and Kazarian got the win tonight over Steiner, Gunner, and Abyss. And I liked it. I think that, uh, obviously, Fortune is single-handedly the most over-faction of performers in TNA when you look at uh, at who is in Fortune. Um, and I think that they're on a roll, so why upset the apple cart? And, you know, the office is, is doing well to uh, continue to push the members of Fortune collectively and singularly, uh, singularly, um, on TNA television programming, and I, for one, am enjoying it. Really, Trey Dog Bully Ray defeats Anderson in a in a match of guys being on two different levels. But perhaps is it Bully Ray dragging Anderson further down? Um, I don't know. If he's dragging him any further down. Um, the sad thing is, we've already seen recently Angle and and and. Uh, 
uh, Anderson. They've already had a great feud once before. I don't see this becoming a feud over the belt. That'd be just too much of a rerun. Uh, so Anderson's got to have something to do. And it'd be good if Hogan and Bischoff come out on Thursday and say, look, you know, Bully Ray, you, you said you were in charge when we're not around. You know, you got to earn it. Somebody's got to step up and earn that right to be the guy in charge when we're not here. And I think Anderson fits that role more than Bully Ray. So it'd be good to see him feud over who's going to be the, you know, star scream to their Megatron. Sounds good. Shark, uh, Beer Money retains their titles over Mexican America. It's a question of if Beer Money will be in this top four for the for the Bound for Glory series once all the matches have taken place, or they keep rolling against teams that just once a month just show up and challenge them for that for those titles. Well, that's two ways of looking at it, Dave. Uh, I think in the Bound for uh, Glory championship series uh, that both members of Beer Money will continue along. Yet, if you look at the match tonight against Mexican-American, uh, Mexican-American, that's correct, correct, um, I was entertained. I, I thought that it was an interesting match. Good back and forth action. Some uh, believable stuff took place. Uh, all four members of the match uh, got in some offense and, and took some bumps. Uh, I enjoyed it, and uh, I was a little bit surprised that, in fact, they finally didn't put over the Mexicans. But, um, you know, all things being equal, uh, Robert Roode and, and James Storm are fantastic, and uh, for them to continue to hold the straps is, uh, uh, is certainly believable, and I think eventually they're going to have to drop the straps because uh, you can't have a babyface tag team always going over and beating every, all the heel tag teams, not that there's a lot, but uh, they have to lose at some point. And I thought tonight really might have been the time to do it, but I'm fine with what happened, and uh, I was entertained. And finally, Trey Dog, Kurt Angle wins this belt and basically takes away all of Sting's momentum trying to uh, give the title of the company back to, back to Dixie Carter, apparently, very likely, a bound for glory in Philadelphia. And does he join Immortal? That's the big cliffhanger going ahead to Thursday. I don't think so. I think Hogan wants to pretend like he is, might even lead the, you know, might even lead the people to believe that he's talked to Kurt Angle and that they've patched things up and he's coming in, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think Kurt Angle says thanks, but no thanks. I just took advantage of an opportunity to get the title because it's the, it's the one thing that means the most to me in this business. I told you I'd walk out the champ, but that's exactly what I did. All right, there is your recap of Hardcore Justice, August 2011, TNA, Impact Wrestling. Guys, uh, how about some, some grades? Shark, go ahead. Uh, are we doing uh, ABCD? Or up, are we... up to you. Okay. Uh, I think we'll go with the letter uh, grade as per uh, usual. Um, in all honesty, I was, and I said this a number of times, I was entertained and amused by the pay-per-view itself. Yes, there was the, the uh, what the fuck did I just see finish with Crimson and, and RVD, fine. Uh, if you want to look at any pay-per-view, you're going to find something that you don't like about it, whether it's WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, so on and so forth. Um, 
but all in all, you know, I, I was I was entertained. I liked it. I, I thought that the in-ring work was good. That the setups for subsequent storylines. We'll have to see this week on uh, on uh, Impact where where the ball is going to bounce in the proverbial TNA court. Um, I will give it a a B plus. B plus. I, I'm I'm fine with giving it a B plus. I thought it was a a solid show um, from top to bottom, except for the couple little minor bumps in the road like i say the uh, the rvd uh, crimson yeah uh, lynn thing and i i did not like um the the uh, devon uh pope match at all so uh you know b b plus i think we'll go with a b right i talk, i just talked myself out of a b plus and i'll give it a b. <laughs> i'll give it a b well i'll give it a b minus i thought that a lot of the guys and the girls especially really worked hard but there are those kind of issues that will be the memorable moments coming out of tonight. It's like, why did, if if Van, if Van Damme was going to face Jerry Lynn, why did Jerry Lynn do it in the way that he did? Why would anybody think he was a heel? Uh, why, there, there's some things as, as good cliffhangers and bad cliffhangers. I think that one's not a great one. I don't think Kurt Angle is a great cliffhanger as to what his true motivation is. It doesn't make a lot of people more interested in watching Impact on Thursday. I, I certainly agree. But Bully Ray over Anderson is interesting. It'll be interesting to find out what they do going forward. Mickey James, you would almost think, like Trey Doug thought, that she might be taking some time off. And Winter finally gets paid off for all of her effort. But uh, B- minus for me, uh, a lot of things right, but a lot of things just confusing, Trey. Yeah, I like questions, but I don't like a lot of stupid questions. Um Basically, my grade goes like this. When you study real hard and you kick a lot of ass early in the year and then you're done with your sport so you don't care about your grades, you don't have to worry about staying eligible, you slough off a little bit. I think they got to the second half of the show and they sloughed off a little bit. And with that being said, with everything that happened, all the questions that I have, some of the dumb questions that I have, and the fact there was no Velvet Sky, I'm going to see. All right. Okay, I believe we have our caller. We have Sean to give us the brand-new eight-member team totals. Is that not correct, Sean? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, guys. What's up? All right, welcome. welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from SNS Radio Network's Unplugged, it is the sensational sequel, Sean, joining us via the headlocks2headlines.com Skype line. Sean, how the fuck are you? I'm good. It was great to uh, get a workover on you and Trey. That was a pretty hilarious moment for me, giving you guys the up-to-date grand slam by the Yankees for the 5-1. to one. Well, I suspect yeah, that it was yeah, – so, yeah. you know what, Sean? It would have been a much better work had you actually typed in the chat who got the grand slam. I suspected there was some sh- sh- chicanery and shenanigans up on your behalf when you didn't do that. But, uh, yes, you had me believing and you worked me. So uh, good on you. Well, I would have. It would have been good if I had known who uh, who got the last home run because it wasn't on his jersey. I was kind of like okay, and I don't want to turn the sound up because then I wouldn't be able to hear SNS. So I was kind of like okay, I gotta just watch here, and hopefully the captions will tell me who it is. But oh well, I should have said Jeter got the hit. I should should have said Jeter. Should have said Jeter. You would have had me even further. But anyways, when we turn the <laughs> we turn the fucking TV on and it's one one, I'm like. That bastard, Sean. 
<laughs> what if it had been one? What if it had been like eight one uh, Boston by that point? Yeah, there wouldn't have been a lot of happy people. Anyways, uh, sensational. If you could be so kind as to give us the breakdown of how quick picks went tonight. Well, first off, I do want to say thank you to Brass Eye from the chat room. He gave me this brand spanking new format for for is what I'm using to, uh, for the newest. Uh, Grouping. I mean, we've got eight people for each team. That's 24 people i got to keep up with. And Brass Eye gave me this way new format that makes things easier. He's got all this, this coding, these formulas in it that makes it a whole lot easier. All i got to do is type a one or a zero in, and it gives me the score immediately for those teams. So Brass Eye, thank you very much for this. Definitely helps me out. Um, on that notice, uh, we came out with a tie for Mr. Pay-Per-View. But Uh-oh. I'll keep that for a second. I do want to give off the team totals since I am starting over with the team totals. Starting um, tonight. The host, the host, yeah, starting tonight, there's a new, everything is wiped off the slate. So the newest numbers are host team has 42, the listener team has 37, and the staff team has 35. Woohoo! And that's so over five in the world championship match, too. Man, oh man. <laughs> yeah, you so as of five. right now, I mean, the, uh, the host team has definitely pulled it out. And it's kind of weird that um, I, I decided to quit yesterday to allow Ty Brayton to come in and take my place. And the staff team just, like, pulls a stinker out of, out of nowhere. So it's kind of <laughs> one of those moments where I'm kind of like, maybe I should have stayed. But um, right. everybody did great except for, uh, of course, Don Bronx, who uh, <laughs> did horribly. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, so who is... The, the tie for the individual Mr. or Mrs. Pay-Per-View tonight? Well, it's two of our newest members to join the host team. Charles Shane and Nim from... Hey, there we Family. go. Oh. So, after a conversation with JJ about tiebreakers, if they're on the same team, we're going to have no tiebreaker. So, as of right now, Charles Shane and Nim are both co-Mr. Pay-Per-Views. What did, what did they score? Uh, they both have seven, seven to two. What did Trey have? Trey had four. Trey dog. Hmm. Oh my god! Wow. Well, Trey had four. Shark had four. And then there's five, 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 five. I was four. Seven, I seven. was four and zero. Oh. I was four and zero oh at one point, and I lost everything. You, I had <laughs> you were. You were. Yeah. So the most important thing is, what did I get? <laughs> That's what everybody wants to know. Kicking you the fucking jug, you know, watch out. I got five. All right, I'll take five out of nine. Um, all right, yeah. so who were, well, why don't you run down not all 24 scores, but just who are the members, the new members of these new eight person teams for those of us who perhaps, although I didn't, missed Unplugged on Friday? Well, the newest members are for the host, you have Andy from Pro Wrestling Rewind, you have Charles Shane, you have Nim from What Was Fans Do. Those are the newest right. members for the host. Then for the staff, you have El Diablo, Randy, from both both from what would fans do. You also have Rick and then Ty Brayton, who, if you don't know who Ty is, he does a lot of graphical work for yes. both Headlocks to Headlines and for SNS. He does a great job, so I decided to give him a chance to uh, jump into this and take my spot. So, well, and th- that was very admirable of you, Sean, to uh, allow Ty to do that because – 
obviously, as I just stated, Ty does a lot of excellent uh, graphic work for uh, both SNSRadioNetwork.com and HeadlocksToHeadlines.com, and he deserves for sure to be uh, uh, on the on the host team. And some would say that uh, by your less than stellar uh, uh, quick picks, that maybe you should sit on the bench and and you 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 took yourself out of the picture, so we don't have to go through that scenario anymore. Um, Shark, I don't know what, what you've been smoking or what you've been looking at, but my pick... Yeah, I haven't, about, maybe I uh, haven't been smoking anything, and I know that my uh, my quick pick uh, record has been maybe the worst of anybody on the host team. How did I do tonight? <laughs> I think I had four right, correct? Yeah, you, you had four. You and Trey both had four. Went four for nine. All right, all right. Well, you know, you know, somebody's so got to... Uh, somebody's got to... So much for trying to think a little bit outside the box for once. Well, I've spent so much time trying to get out of a box that once I'm in a box, it seems kind of foreign to me. Foreign oh. to you. And put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. Well, Sean, I think uh, that takes care of all the numbers because everything got reset last week. Hold on one oh. second, guys. I, I do have a few more listeners. We, we, we do have the listeners team to go over also. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I'm yes, sorry, yes. By I'm all sorry. means. I'm very, very sorry. Yes. Go the ahead. most important part of the uh, explanation by the sensational sequel, Sean, <laughs> is, of course, the listener results for Quick Picks. Go ahead, Sean. Well, the newest listeners we have on the teams are Andy Roberts, Bobby Strauss, and then L-Train, who was on the team before, but we had kind of a mix-up between something so I had to choose somebody else. So those are the three newest members, Andy Roberts, Bobby Strauss, and L-Train. So, I mean, I want to welcome everybody into the Picks competition. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun with all these newest people, and I will have the results typed up here in a minute, and they will be posted on um, the Facebook pages, both for SNS and for the SNS Picks Team Competition page. So take a look and make sure you look at that. And before I go out, I got one thing to say, and the same thing I say every Friday night, U4L, Unplugged for Life. Sounds good, man. Yeah, Unplugged. I listened uh, yesterday afternoon from beginning to end. Fantastic show. All... Uh, Generation Me, uh, the Young Bucks, whatever you want to call them, Trey Dog, they were not happy in TNA, and I think they've made the right decision for their careers. Sounds like it. Sounds like they and, need to uh, get th- out. Absolutely, and thanks so much to uh, this sensational sequel, Sean, of uh, SNS Radio Network's Friday Night Staple Unplugged, uh, doing an outstanding job tonight in the uh, new format and the uh, uh, letting us know who did what in, exactly, in, in yeah. Quick Picks. And... Uh, uh, Dave, this is now time for uh, anyone else to call in and see, tell tell us what they thought of the show or the week in wrestling or. Before we you... do all that, I just want to tell Sean, Sean, oh, you I... need to uh, get with me after the show, if possible. Cool. Uh, once again, uh, for anybody, we're going to go uh, for a while now on yep. on the post show. Dave, you given the uh, Skype number to call in. Uh, yeah, I certainly can here in just a moment, but uh, obviously if, if you're not already uh, part of the, the listener group that always calls in, there is the 501-588-7957 number you can use. And you can call in and talk about anything you want to on any given topic, uh, hopefully within the realm of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Ask any question you care to, Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll definitely... Take your call and answer your question. All right, we do have a caller. Uh, are you there, sir? 
Indeed I am, gentlemen. Speaking of talking for four hours about whatever the hell we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. What the hell? Four Damn, hours. Yes, hell, sir. Uh, I'm pretty good. I have to apologize to everyone. Seriously, when me and when uh, sorry, when Randy and I finished the uh, um, the cover of uh, the year 2000 in the WWF, I looked down and I went, "Holy shit! We've been talking for over three hours." Right? Let's just get this over and done with. <laughs> now, then I added everything and ended up being four hours long. Yay! I am not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember I those can... four or five hour shows back in the day. Oh yes, oh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania is five hours and seven minutes, I think. So we, we were all dead tired, uh, te- dead tired that night. So Nem, obviously, that's the latest edition of what would fans do. So if somebody's driving from, or sorry, if someone's flying from Los Angeles to New York, you can uh, help them through their entire flight, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, apart from the apart from the areas of time when it gets really boring around King of the Ring, uh, then then you can just fall you can just you can just fall asleep through that. It's all good. All right. So, what did you think of uh, what we've been discussing and what was on the TV this evening? Well, I'll tell you what. After about the opening fifteen twenty minutes, when I was zero and two, I would think um I think it's like oh man, this is so shit. But to be honest, that was just me because then I got the next seven. Um, <laughs> so man, I thought it was fantastic pay-per-view, but I can't really say that because I, 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 I'll be honest, um, I used to be massive cult following TNA, I'll admit it, I, I used to be a really big following of theirs, and even then I still like to watch every single bit of wrestling I can, and especially when AJ Styles was given the number one of the PWI two years ago. No, last year. Last year, sorry. I thought well, well deserved from his world title win over uh, in the five way at No Surrender in 2009. Fantastic. But today, I think the X Division title and the Knockouts title were possibly the highlights. Maybe Bully Ray getting the win over Anderson was a bit was a bit was a bit of a shock. But yet again. Geriatric Hogan coming down to the ring. Is there any fucking pay per view that he doesn't like to interfere in? Ser- seriously, I haven't followed the TV. That's his role now, I guess. But yeah, it's that. It's it's yeah, it's like basically written into his contract in the last ten minutes of the pay per view. If I don't show up, I I I demand triple pay. Like, like shit. Jesus Christ, like, I actually have a different fucking finish, a part where a referee doesn't get knocked down and, and Hogan walks in with some sort of weapon, whether it be a crutch, crutch, a chair, a table, or a taser, and actually have some uh, ending that leaves me going, that wasn't shit. Like, Oh, picking at the brain. Although I am sort of nitpicking because I would actually give it a B plus, considering with every other match on the on the card, it, it, it was actually a pretty pretty good match. A pretty good match. A pretty good card, and overall, not not too bad. Now I've also gone on to several other chat rooms and several other forum boards uh, over the past ten minutes. And seen that everyone yet again is shitting over this pay per view. I think I've got an average mean score of about a D plus. Wow. About a three point five to three, about, 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 about a two point five to three point five out of ten for this. Oh. I think that's just oh. shit. No way. 
Well, obviously, the bigger profile matches have a bigger memory in people's minds, which means that the other matches that were strong, strongly performed are easily forgotten. <laughs> yes. Okay, Nam. Well, yes. we're getting we're getting uh, run over with calls here. Anything else, real quick? Uh, apart from switching voices and saying that good hello, gentlemen. Sergey Hemin, I'm very pissed off about Vladimir Kozlov. You hear this good on one tomorrow on Wrestling News Live. You make it good. good. Kozlov for TNA champion. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that was outstanding. I think that, that that should be a new segment on your show. The reformation of oh. Bolsheviks. Exactly. <laughs> Vladimir Hell yeah, Sergei. gentlemen. All right, Nemer, oh, yeah. thank um, you very much. Uh, what would fans do? And... If you've got four hours that you want to listen to it, of course, you don't have to listen to it all in one block, but uh, those guys bust their butts. So, uh, they do, and it's their, a very entertaining show. Stuff. Sir or ma'am, uh, welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. How can, I, how can we help you tonight? How can you help me? Uh, I need to go for a cheeseburger and some fries. All right, Shark. Side of gravy? J- jump in the car and, and go, go take it to him. No, no, Dave, you can go get it. The only thing I can serve is some pussy on a pole with a side <laughs> of thighs. <laughs> Right? Shark hit. That's it. That's you know, I it. like your I like your menu a lot better than his other old boys. No kidding. No <laughs> kidding. And my mine won't give you any aftertaste either. And who is this? It's I Hollywood. 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 Always up to the Hollywood swinging. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, when Hollywood skypes in, Dave, you need to have like Hollywood swinging by Cool and the Gang playing in the background. That, that, that would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood, Dave, what's up? Were you watching the? Uh, Hardcore Justice pay-per-view tonight. No, actually, I just kind of woke up a little bit ago. I was kind of listening to you guys kind of in and out. Like, honestly, I was kind of paying more attention than I was. We were kind of sick of the dog watch for a while, so. Um, unfortunately, Hollywood, you're on a really, really bad connection, brother, and uh, couldn't hear a word you were saying. Give it another shot. I said, um, I was kind of sick of the dog, and my fiance has been paying more attention. I was even both been kind of sick the last couple of weeks, so. Trying to get around You've been well, we sick, hope, and you uh, haven't watched wrestling. <laughs> did, the, did, did, did the pay-per-view make you feel better? Usually I get sick from sicker. watching wrestling. I'm the better I got some rest. <laughs> well, there is, there you anything, go. is there anything else better to do when, uh, when you got recovery from a from an illness than to, to listen to us on a Sunday night showdown because that way you don't have to spend 30 or 40 or 50 dollars on a pay-per-view because you'll find out exactly what's happening by tuning in to us. Yep. I say you more money since my fiance is making me some brownies. All right. Well, sounds we're, good. We're, we're, we are so glad you called in to tell us about your fiance and your brownies. Wow. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. All right, Hollywood. All right, Hollywood. Thank thanks you. for calling in. Dave, we got yeah. anybody else on the Skype line? Well, we gotta, we can't make, uh, we can't make Brass Eye work uh, do ten things at once. So we'll, uh, we'll give him a, a little bit more time. Aren't you guys a lot better off? Aren't you guys a lot better off knowing that Hollywood has got some brownies? Oh, I feel a lot better. Than wait a minute, wait a minute, Trey. Didn't, didn't he say that his wife has some brownies? His his, his fiance was making Her fiance him brownies. has some brownies. Wow, yeah. that's a whole nother show. Uh, for TM Bronx's new show, Porn Talk. Yeah. TM Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything better than being sick but having your significant other make you 
a food or a drink that that makes you feel better. I don't know if there's anything better than that. I'm oh, just, there I, is. I, I, She's making you feel I'm better. I'm glad he called in because 49. I may not have been able to sleep tonight not knowing that. Uh, that's I, I'm I'm better off now. <laughs> Boy, Trace all sh- shooken up about that. Well, Hollywood, uh, I would if if you're listening, I would go and maybe switch uh, cell phone providers for for. Nobody's making me any brownies, goddammit. <laughs> All right, we have another caller. Uh, welcome to SNS. Hey, this is Anthony. Anthony, how are Hello, you? Uh, Anthony Farley from the chat? Yes, that's me. Oh, uh, my number one shark hater. How you doing, brother? <laughs> <laughs> and all people are saying that there's something wrong with this pay-per-view. Or some, uh, this is wrong with the pay-per-view. It's easier for people to bitch and complain about something than say, oh, that actually was a good move they did. So the, or it's easy to bitch, then uh, give a compliment and all that praise. Well, like I said, yeah, I like having the- questions at the end of a pay-per-view. I like the fact they swerved us. I just think some of it could have been done better, and some of it could have been done differently. But all in all, at the end of the day, I'm watching pro wrestling. I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm talking to you guys. Absolutely. And uh, and we're getting uh, we're getting run over with calls. But, yeah, it. In any aspect of life, shark, it's easier to to complain about something than than try to find the compliments to make about it. Well, and you know what? Let's call a spade a spade. If you go through life and you're negative about everything and everybody, and you always you're never happy, and you less unless you have something to complain about, then look in the mirror, slap yourself in the face, and and and, and say out loud, "What is my life really all about?" Like, come on, people. Smile, have some fun, and enjoy it, and quit criticizing everything. And there are a lot of haters out there that would would prefer to criticize everything, whether it's wrestling or a movie or a sporting event or a political aspect out there in the world. And, And that's fine and dandy. Go amuse yourselves. Go away and amuse yourselves and be negative all the time. But, uh, uh, you know, whatever. If if you've got a negative outlook on life, uh, go volunteer at your local homeless shelter, and and then you'll realize how how good your life really is compared to the situation that you'll see there. So. No kidding, no kidding. Go, go outside and kick your neighbor's dog. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the word. Just get laid. Hey, now there there's a thought process that'll work. <laughs> that'll bu- that'll bust you out of your funk. I don't care whether I was you gonna, I was going to go with I was going to go with make some brownies, but hell, getting laid is even better. <laughs> Well, go out, get laid. Find a fiance that'll eat, make you brownies. Eat some hash brownies after you get laid, and life is good. Life is good. Get, get paid, get laid. Good morning. Don't be like that. Don't be like that Cleveland police officer. Y'all hear that? About three or four years ago, that Cleveland police officer called nine one one because his wife had eaten some uh, pot brownies that they'd made, and you can't OD on pot. But she ate these brownies, and then she passed out. And this cop was afraid to tell 911 what was in the brownies. And so he was dancing all around that question. She just ate some brownies and passed out. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. No, don't be that guy. Anyways, uh, thanks for the call. Yeah, Anthony, thanks. uh, Thanks so much, Anthony. And like I say, you want to hate on me in the chat anytime, brother, anytime. Call Call in to any show on the network anytime. Uh, probably see you tomorrow night too. I absolutely on WNL tomorrow night yep. with uh, uh, a star-studded cast of thousands uh, and uh, Trey Dog and JJ's uh, review of 
I think, what is going to turn out to be a highly anticipated episode of Raw. Yeah, it should be very, very interesting, Trey Dog. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, a lot of things that kind of like I'm looking forward to next Thursday's impact and see how they paint their way out of the corner. Hopefully we get a better ending and a better Raw than just both guys holding up their belts as their music plays. It's like they're playing musical chairs in the fucking ring for a little while. Yeah, it'll sh- certainly be interesting to see how uh, things play out in TNA on Impact this Thursday night. Dave, we got another caller? Uh, well, we'll be notified when we do get one. But, All right. Uh, well, Shark, I-, I got a question for you. Now, sure. Three weeks from tomorrow is Raw in Edmonton. Right. Now, what could they do to make you want to drive to Edmonton and wa- and go see Raw? What, or can they do, what can would they, do they make anything? to do? Yeah, what would they need to do between now and then? Give me a couple of fucking free tickets and a round-trip airline ticket because I'm not driving the motherfucking number two north for anything. And, I, you know, and, and I can't think of any reason why, why I should be going to Edmonton. I hate Edmonton. All right. How about that for an answer? Well, what about the raw product would want you to pay more attention to it? I've been what paying could att- they do? I've been paying attention to raw for, for many years. Uh, but uh, I, I really think that... Uh, they need to continue along what they're doing. I, I, I've been highly entertained. I thought last week was a bit of a bit of a, a letdown, but uh, uh, you know we'll have to see tomorrow night. I, I am looking forward to uh, uh, to SmackDown here uh, at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Uh, yeah, three weeks Tuesday. Three weeks on Tuesday. Three weeks yeah. on Tuesday. And uh, uh, I got to say at this point that before we take our next call, yes, and I think. We're we, ready with that. We have one ready, but but please go ahead. Um, I, I just got to say that uh, David Hart Smith, Harry Smith, asked for and received his release from World Wrestling Entertainment uh, this week. And uh, for those of you that are sad about that, don't be. I was chatting with Harry yesterday, and he's happy. He's out, and he is very happy. And I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but there will be a major announcement from the Harry Smith, Billy Robinson, Josh Barnett MMA camp in the next 10 days. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, uh, for all of us that are uh, uh, friends or even acquaintances or are fond of the work of the British Bulldog Jr., Harry Smith, uh, this is only the beginning, a new beginning for uh, Harry Smith. And uh, look out for, for news from the Smith camp in the not-too-distant future. Dave. All right. Uh, Ashley, are you there, sir? I believe I am, yes. Yes, welcome. Uh, I was kind of – my situation with the pay-per-view was completely opposite to Nem. I got the first five absolutely perfect, and then towards the latter end just got went completely wrong. And so then went tanked. on a streak of like, five correct and four <laughs> wrong. Well, you, you well, did like you know, I did. I was yeah. four and zero, and then I went four and five. Oh, yeah. You, you know what, Ashley? It's uh, don't feel bad because uh, I think most of us did not do well uh, <laughs> on quick picks tonight. It was, uh, you know, there was a lot of things that happened match by match in the pay per view, and certainly with the finishes and the outcomes that, uh, eh, uh, as is evidenced by. Uh, a lot of people's quick picks that we obviously did not expect. That that ending with the knockouts championship was a bit weird, though. 
the red mist or whatever the yeah that was kind of strange and and how uh i mean it was almost like mickey james had to sell it like it was a broken nose and based on the the camera angle a lot of people were confused as to how exactly a whole bunch of red liquid got on her face so fast (laughs) i'm gonna leave that comment out there and make you think you shouldn't have said that (laughs) well Dave would Internet Dave uh, Ashley was just call, was calling it like it is. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. There, there wasn't any. Yeah. Uh, I just remember it was Dave giving the synopsis of what happened, not me. Oh boy! So, nobody's nobody's aunt Flo visited during the match. Oh, there <laughs> it is. Let's get it right <laughs> out there. At least That's... with at least with them both standing up at the time. Whoa! Oh, jeez. All right. Now, I, I kind of had a uh, great mood. Muda spewing the green mist flashback when I saw that. Yeah, yeah or to... Um, with titties! Because <laughs> of my age, I think okay. it's... To, with to titties! Do, what I yes. remember. But, um, with regards to this Bound for Glory series, I think it's, like, all but certain that Crimson is going to be part of the final four that are going to be competing next month at the No Surrender pay-per-view, but who do you think out of the other, I'd say about six or seven, possibly eight... Who out of them do you think is going to join him in the, you know, final qualifying or whatever? I say Rob. I say Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam gets back in there because he'll get another shot. Surprisingly, I think starting this week that Samoa Joe is going to turn it and be on fire and work his way up. And I have a feeling, a gut feeling, that it's going to be Crimson versus Samoa Joe in the finals. With not only the winner going to Bound for Glory, but Joe's chance to end Crimson's winning streak. Well, that's some excellent fantasy booking, and uh, certainly we uh, we look forward to what's going to come out of the Bound for Glory uh, series leading towards the Bound for Glory pay-per-view. And once again, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it has been highly illustrated to at least this host of Sunday Night Showdown that the filthy, dirty dog of the night award goes to none other than Tion Bronx. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. No, none, none whatsoever. Ashley, thanks a lot for your call and your participation on the uh, post show tonight here on Sunday Night Showdown. Um, uh, one more, I think. I think one more? Yeah, yeah. one yeah. more. And All then, right. uh, we'll get out of here and, uh, and Bronx get call the in. Bronx, call in and defend your title of uh, being... Oh. Yeah. There's no, there's no single call that could come that would be any more humorous than, uh, eh, than TM Bronx. But I'm not sure who's on the line next. Well, 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 like I said, I'll let you know when uh, the, the person joins the conversation. But I have to – okay, Ashley, thank you very much. And we'll, uh, we'll talk Thanks a lot, Ashley. Um, Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk to you after SummerSlam. There's no doubt about that. Uh, what about – now, like, when it comes to SmackDown, Natalia – joins the the Beth Phoenix camp. Correct. So now when she's a heel in Calgary in about 3 weeks, that could be uh that could be interesting, but I mean all these heel turns for these females, it's kind of like it's like the wrestlers versus the the models. And and that's kind of what this is turning into, isn't it? Well, it, it'll be interesting because uh uh Tyson Kidd has been healing for a while now. Yeah. Um and now that Natalia's a heel, they could maybe do something and come out together, although Tyson has been specific to superstars for a number of months now, uh, although he's made some minor appearances on NXT. 
Um, I think that the scenario here, Dave, for SmackDown when Natalia comes out is that very simply uh, the crowd will pop for her and that she'll say something or do something to immediately, I would suspect on the microphone, immediately have the crowd turn on her. Um, but whatever the case, and, and Natalia certainly hasn't got a lot of mic time uh, in her time in WWE, certainly more lately. Uh, in in leading the uh, the rookie diva faction of uh, uh, cute and cuter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it should be interesting, but uh, but yeah, um, just either that or they won't even book her on her hometown show, and that should be should be fun. But I'm looking forward to hanging out with them in about three weeks on Tuesday. That'll be fun. Yeah, it should be good. I haven't talked to them in a couple of years, so uh, uh, we do have a new call, and sir. Would you like to identify yourself? Yeah, it's Bronx. Uh, I get that award after some of the shit you guys have said on the air. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Regardless of what the trade dog, Internet Dave, JJ Don't throw me in there, shit. Or, or, oh, yeah, no. You, <laughs> you, 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 Trey, you've said some disparaging things and some awfully I don't know what. sexually explicit things on this network over the course of time no, uh, maybe no, like no, no other no. except recently and so have i but recently and especially tonight the the type written scribes of none other than tm bronx has made the shark on this side of the uh on this side of the fence and this side of the screen the uh computer screen howl with laughter and bronx good on you brother no problem man I, i'm you know i'm the comedian but you know the way uh, this pay-per-view ended you can take it up two ways. You can get pissed off about it. But you can look at it the way I'm looking at it. You know, Kurt Angle gets that win. And it was funny because Bischoff comes out and Bischoff's looking like, eh? So it almost tells me that th- there's something planned here with between Kurt Angle and there's something going forward. Because it looked almost like at the end of that match that even the participants didn't know what the hell was going on. So it... it in a way, that's not really a bad thing. It leaves it wide open for them to try a few different scenarios. So, uh, like Trey said, I'm, I'm looking forward to Impact to see what they're going to do. I'm never looking forward to it because, like I said, it's one thing to paint yourself into a quarter. It's another thing to paint yourself out of it. So right. I want to see how they're going to go about explaining all these swerves because, like I said, you don't go four and zero on a pay per view prediction, and then go four and five without some major fucking swerves. And granted, I was trying to pick a little bit outside the box, but you know, TNA did something this month with their pay per view they haven't done in a long time, and that's tried to put one over on all of us, and I think they succeeded. Yeah, and I mean, I also don't have too much of a problem, you know, with. Uh, you know, other than the uh, a couple of the endings tonight, it wasn't a bad pay-per-view. What I've liked about TNA in the, their last three, four pay-per-views, if you look back on them, it's been wrestling, 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 wrestling. Right, I mean, last, wrestling last, matters. Last week I watched Raw, and basically, I don't know, quite a few people said it was a decent Raw. But, I mean, I, I basically wanted to kill myself it's just talking and interviews and talking and interviews and setting monday up night and, talking yes i mean 
I mean, holy shit. I mean, it, you know, I want to see, you know, you want to see at least some wrestling. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm a storyline guy. I like a good storyline. But, you know, you go 30 minutes at the beginning of the show without a commercial break, and then you have your first match, and during that match there's 16 commercials. I mean, that's just, that pisses me off to no end. I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Bronxy, and there's nothing that pisses me off, uh, and, and TNA is doing it now too, whereby, and you never had this in the old days, whereby they go to commercial break during the course of a match. I just, I think it's bullshit, and, you know, they, they have to get in X amount of uh, commercial spots in their two-hour broadcast. I get that, but I'd rather see, you know, maybe six back-to-back and, and, and leave I mean, it seems to me recently, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, that you have a commercial break during a match in three quarters of the matches on Raw and SmackDown. It's it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, and if you've been to a live Raw, I mean, I don't mind when they do it during the guy's entrance because what they'll do is they'll have the first guy come out. Like when I was at the Garden, Chris Jericho comes out and they go to commercial. They cut his music. He insults all of us in New York for about three minutes during the break. We all get pissed off, which was great. And then they re-hit his music and, the, you know, the commercial break ends. So the people at home don't see that. But, you know, d- doing it during a match. But, you know, the, this is a minor thing. The thing that's really ticking me off about Raw. I mean, look at SummerSlam. How many, you know, everyone wants to talk shit on TNA. And, and I do it, too, when they deserve it. But look at SummerSlam. How many matches are planned for SummerSlam right now? Two, three, four? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, the guys will uh, will talk about it more uh, tomorrow night on Wrestling News Live. But Well, the good thing uh, yeah, about it, TNA is when they give you a pay-per-view, they give you a pay-per-view. They give you a little bit of meat with your potatoes, and they gave you nine matches tonight. So you can't really bitch about quality or quantity. No, well, guys, think, let's not forget uh, uh, Trey and ID and, and, and Bronxy. Uh, they're going on their moniker, Wrestling Matters. And, and I think that uh, regardless of the finishes or uh, what they're doing storyline-wise uh, and match-wise, they're, they're trying to make a change in Wrestling Matters. And uh, uh, I, for one, am liking it. Well, I mean, uh, you know, they're... Their ratings aren't going up, unfortunately, but they're not tanking either. What that means is you have a demographic of watchers that are staying with you. It's not like you're losing people every week. You're keeping the same amount of people. I think, you know, my problem, and I actually wrote in my column two weeks ago that, you know, I I listed what I felt were TNA's problems that were their fault and what are their problems that are not their fault. One of their problems is... If they advertise more, I think they get more viewers. They're not losing viewers. They're just not gaining them. So if you're not losing viewers, you're doing something right. I mean, you know, you have to give give them credit for that at least. I, I could agree with you more, Bronx. Uh, and and I said this during during the uh, the broadcast tonight for for Hardcore Justice in that you never see any advertising for Impact Wrestling other than on their own website, their own Facebook page. Uh, and on Spike, and and really, if they're if they're going to matter, if wrestling is going to matter, they need to advertise it in more mainstream places. And uh, we'll have to see. Only time will tell if, in fact, that they're going to spend the advertising dollars to get their brand and their product out there on a 
wider scale in a broader market. Well, I mean, this has been a discussion point on this network for a very long time, and I haven't had a chance to give my two cents on it. I mean, obviously, Spike TV is part of this, used to be part of this Viacom network. They are part of another bigger network now. I just can't recall it at this point, but it's part of five or six or seven other channels. To me, if I, I cannot honestly believe that if somebody's watching MTV or, or one of these other channels that Spike is on, and they say, Spike TV presents TNA Wrestling with Hulk Hogan and Rob Van Dam and Kurt Angle and Sting every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, those people would be like, oh my god, there's a second product that's not World Wrestling Entertainment? I can't believe it. I've never heard of these guys. I just cannot believe that any wrestling fan who is around will respond to one ad on a different network and say, oh my god, I never knew this program existed after nine years. I just, I just can't get that through my head, guys. Well, you know, Trey would know probably know the answer to this because Trey was in is in radio, and he might know this. Now, I remember distinctly during the Monday Night Wars, sometimes, and I remember this, WCW would advertise on fucking USA while Raw was on. Now, I don't know if 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 you're on a channel, if in your contract it can say that certain people can't advertise. But I would think if you're willing to pay for it, you can't be refused. You know, Dixie Carter, dump a big bunch of money and shit, advertise TNA during a Monday Night Raw. Can you imagine that on USA advertising TNA Impact Thursday, you know, while Raw is on commercial? That's a way to really get some wrestling fans in. But I don't know the legality of that. Well, no, USA and the entire NBC Universal Network would never accept a commercial from a from competing product like i mean if uh if coke was the uh the uh major sponsor of sunday night football on nbc they would never accept a, a pepsi commercial on any other part of their of their network like versus or universal sports or or any of these other channels that they have i mean I, it, soon it, to it, be nbc sports network and soon to be nbc yeah, sports no more versus thank of the fucking year. god exactly <laughs> all right bronxy anything else man Oh, so you mean if you're willing, even if you're willing to pay for the commercial? Well, it would be. A, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. That that, that was my only question. So even if no, you're willing, no, to I would pay think for it would be a, it would be a major conflict of 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 that show. Like, I mean, uh, KFC, KFC is is a huge part of WWE. If if KFC had a number two in the chicken industry, that's a that would be a national company. I don't know about the American companies. They would. They say we we like Monday Night Raw. We like the demos. We'd like to promote ourselves. They might go to Vin, They might go to WWE's legal department and say, "This secondary chicken company wants to advertise with us. Would that be a a KFC uh, advertising um, uh, conflict of interest? And if it would would be, then then they would decline the offer. And I would think a, a well, large companies like WWE, KFC, those guys would make sure those Coke, Pepsi would make sure those kind of legalities trade off. Well, it depends a lot. Like, um, in radio, you'll get a program like the Bob Kingsley Top 40 Countdown. It'll tell you at the bottom of the paper, please do not air on a station that airs Howard Stern, Bubba the Love Sponge, blah, 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 because they don't want their product to be associated with a network that has affiliation with those programs. When it comes to commercials, 
I know from experience I got my ass reamed by my general manager one night because I introduced Rascal Flats and uh, was holding a Bud Light. And they're sponsored by Coors Light. Um, I was holding a Bud Light on stage and held it up, toasted the crowd. And then I introduced them and they took the stage and I went off the stage and got my ass reamed for promoting Bud Light. Because it was a Coors Light promoted concert. Um, oops. Didn't know but that. you didn't know, so you couldn't so, be blamed. You didn't know. Yeah. When it comes to commercials like that, um, they they absolutely have the right to be placed wherever they, you know. A lot of times in the radio business, you'll have on a Saturday, you'll have a commercial set of five commercials. Well, the way it works is... You can go ahead and run one car lot, but don't run two car lots back-to-back. Put at least a minute or two worth of commercials in between them so that they think you have forgotten about the first one by the time you hear the second one. Absolutely. And as somebody, and you guys may not know this, but I spent an entire decade in the radio industry here in Western Canada, and that is all something, placement of commercials is all something that is done by what is termed the traffic department where guys sit there and post-production after the radio spots and promo spots and commercials have been produced is that they key them into the computer and separate them. So as Trey just explained, you're not uh, Bob's used car lot is not on back-to-back with Al's used car lot. Uh, yet, uh, directly from what Bronx was asking, um, as far as if uh, Coke is the national sponsor for WWE on the USA Network and Pepsi wants to advertise on their programming. It is of the total right of the network in conjunction with the uh, with the programmer and owner of the program to, in fact, have first right of refusal so that, for instance, that Pepsi ad would not be allowed to air on their program, and that happens all the time. But yeah, like I said, the bigger issue is I, in this internet digital smartphone age, I don't think there's one person walking around North America saying, boy, I wish there was a, a different company that wasn't Raw and SmackDown, but they just don't exist. Oh, my God, look at this advertisement on MTV or, or whatever, on show, Showtime or whatever, saying, oh, my God, look at that. I, I can't believe there's... There's this new company called TNA Wrestling. Well, actually, they've been around for nine years. Uh, and you know what, so, Dave? Yeah. You, you are 150% right. If you're a wrestling fan, you know about TNA. And what, what I think is interesting, yeah, so they're not and gonna, I, know, what I think is interesting, and I know Bronx is still on the line, um, is the fact that we are about to see the national uh, debut of Ring of Honor on Sinclair Broadcasting next month. And it'll be very interesting to see the level to which. They self-promote themselves nationally and regionally, and on what net- networks you will see Ring of Honor on Sinclair Broadcasting commercials promoting the new national show. And I think that is going to be exceedingly interesting. Uh, Bronx, we're just about to wrap up. Uh, thank you very much for your phone call. Uh, what else do you have have to talk about? Is there anything else? Well, real quickly, I think it's almost like almost like a drug addict who goes to one dealer and thinks that he can't get 
drugs from anybody else. People who watch the WWE, I think that somehow they're hardwired to think that that's all there is. So they don't give TNA a chance because they say, I can't like and watch both. Well, I do it. Trey does it. A lot of people do it. You can watch both. But I think the mentality of the average wrestling fan is this is my company and I can never go to another one. And that's just kind of dumb. But anyway, take care, Shark. You guys have done a great job as usual. Good night. Roxy, always a pleasure having you uh, on the air and talking to you. I don't uh, get a chance to uh, yeah, absolutely to talk talk to uh, TM Bronx enough. Love the guy's sense of humor and his verbalization of his perspectives of wrestling and sports entertainment. And uh, uh, you know what? Um, I'd like to thank each and every caller for uh, joining us tonight via the Headlocks to Headlines uh, Skype line. Uh, yeah. I, for one, I, I think we had a, a good time. Trey, I know you had a good time. You always have a good time. Everywhere I go. Internet Dave, you had a good time? I had a fantastic time. Thanks so much to Brass Eye. To, to Brass Eye because, no kidding. Because if it wasn't for him, this show would have probably been on but sounded a lot different. So uh, we can't help but thank him enough, more than enough for for everything he did, and, uh, and Dave, we may just borrow borrow him again another day. No kidding, and thanks, thank you very Unbelievable. much. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. I echo your sentiments, uh, Dave. Thank you very much to Brassai. And Dave, what's coming up on the network this week? Well, of course. Thank you, Shark, very much. Uh, Monday is obviously Wrestling News Live, Devin Nicholson, and the Raw Recap. Tuesday is exclusively the live version at Cause.ws. It is the return of the Causecast with JJ and Charles. But the archive will be archived on SNSRadioNetwork.com. Wednesday, the Pro Wrestling Rewind with Andy Knowles, The Power. Friday is Unplugged with Shane Helms a week from Friday. And somebody is very big is being interviewed this coming Friday on, on Unplugged. And that would be? I'm, You're having, having a bit of a blonde moment, aren't you? I'm having a bit of a blonde moment, yeah. It's it's Shane Helms a week from Friday, but uh, Trey Doug, do you remember who's uh, who's they've got on Unplugged uh, this coming Friday? On this Friday, um, yeah. I know I it's it was supposed big. to be I, Shane Helms, but I don't remember. I think, okay, I think Shane Helms was is is the week after, but of course, uh, don't forget about uh, what would fans do with <clears throat> with Nim and his crew, and don't forget about Beyond the Bell. With their crew, because Sean they're, Beckerman they're, and Sean Beyond Beckerman, the Bell, Beckerman, they yeah. do a great job. The modern day Golan, Gordon Soli himself, Sean Beckerman. If you've never heard <laughs> Beyond the Bell, highly entertaining right. broadcast, oh, uh, downloadable, <laughs> and 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 check out uh, Beckerman. And yeah. next Sunday, of course, we Summer return Slam. for the 2011 edition of WWE SummerSlam live from the Staples Center in, in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. We'll be back at the worldwide headquarters of the SNS Radio Network, along with the COO, of course, oh. J.J. Olcap, Sexay, and uh, the 51% owner of the SNS Radio Network, yes. Harmony Boom Boom, Sexay, uh, Internet Dave, the Trade Dog, and yours truly, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. We look forward with bated breath and much anticipation to next Sunday's 2011 SummerSlam. And uh, Trey, you got anything uh, in, in closing? You got anything else you'd like to throw out there? I'll just make sure you tune in tomorrow night for Wrestling News Live. Let's pack the house. Let's get some new phone calls and some new emails. And uh, let's go ahead and fill up those phones and emails for tomorrow night's show. 
Absolutely. Uh, Michael Tarver, formerly of the Nexus, on Unplugged. That should be interesting. Yes. And Elite Force Pod. William Walkie Walkerson. So uh, have a great time. They're they're going to interview a Wookiee on that show. Eventually, they're going to interview a Wookiee. There, there's absolutely no doubt about that. That that'll be uh, stellar and groundbreaking in itself. Alrighty. Well, thank you to everybody that listened. Thank you to everybody that uh, uh, was a part of the SNSRadioNetwork.com chat. Thank you for everybody that called in via the HeadlocksToHeadlines.com Skype line. Uh, a special thanks once again to. Uh, uh, Sunday Night Showdown producer extraordinaire tonight, yep, definitely. the one and only Brass Eye, and uh, thanks to Internet Dave, uh, award-winning WNL co-host, The Trade Dog. I'm Mark the Shark to Carlo. We hope you had a good time tonight listening to the SNS Radio Network and Sunday Night Showdown's continuing coverage of TNA's Hardcore Justice. And until tomorrow night on WNL, check out with The Trade Dog and JJ Allcap Sexay. Good night, everybody. So there I lie! In the belly of a shark!
Hola, this is Shelly Martinez. This is former WWE superstar Luke Gallows. Here's your boy Shaq Gaspardi. This is the World Warrior Low Key. This is Charlie Sultan of Ring of Honor. This is Christopher Daniels. And the gospel according to the Fallen Angels says that you are listening to the SNS Radio Network. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy. Scott Hall. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB One Dirty Bit Boom! Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. Hey, this is Olympic gold medal. 